as corny as Kansas in August. I'm as normal as blueberry pie. No more a smart little girl with no heart. I have found me a wonderful guy. All right, here we are with Exalted the Congenials, Season 2, Episode 6. I am Devin the GM, and to my internet, we have X playing Y. Gary playing Raj. Sam playing the Magister. Max playing the Heroism Advancing Algorithm. And Zach playing Hunter of Shades. Perfect, gang. We're in February 2017, and what happened last session? Well, we uh, decided to go get ourselves killed. Up here. We decided to go to Rathes uh, for various reasons, including the observatory, um, which could potentially be useful. Um, we also were looking for, uh, well, to Mirage, they're probably algorithms comrades, but to him, they're not exactly comrades. Uh, which was the nation? Is it? Yugash. Uh, Yugash. Oh, no. And we decided oh, they're not that, comrades. No, so I guess not. We discovered they didn't do very well. And in the process, we you realized we have no idea what the sunk cost fallacy is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's, that's a good summary of it. Oh, but we did pick up a uh, pack of feral dragon kings who we have housebroken. Are in the process of housebreaking. I think there are the people more... following them around with rolled up newspapers. So that that's the epitaph you want on your character's tombstone. I died, but I domesticated dragon kings. <laughs> I think we're leaving out the very important fact that we're being chased down by an unknown entity with a plague monster falling behind it that murdered all of the Yugashians. Yeah, that's what I was alluding to, but... That, yeah, thank you for directly addressing the elephants in the room. There's that. I can only directly address anything. No, none of this sidewinder stuff that you sidereals do. Okay. Here we go. So, algorithm is climbing in an airship tower so we can fix the getaway car. Yes. Anything happened on the way? No, you guys are heading to one of the airship towers in Rathis, uh, one that you had previously spied with an old sky ship um, moored to it. And along the way, uh, you guys are very, very worried that some sort of hunter that lives inside Rathis is coming for you. Uh, we have reason to. We saw it in the past. Previous. So... Mark the Maker, what state is this airship in? Alright, so the Skyship Tower is a uh, rectangular pyramidical structure that has like a rounded caper top, kind of like the CN Tower actually, but more Mayan. And are you climbing the outside or are you going into the inside of it? Uh, I think last session we said we were climbing it. Alright, you're King Konging this thing. Well, so. You can climb up the stairs from the inside too. Wait, don't Oh, never mind. Keep going. Alright, and yeah, as you send to the top, there's the kind of docking ring section where there's 
large open arches leading out into the uh, whipping wind and vine-covered moss of Rathus proper, and uh, tied into one of these docking moors on the, the, the kind of donut-shaped se center uh, is a skyship. Uh, it's old, it has a very uh, look-shine design to it, and it is run completely through with uh, crystal spires and stonework on vines ramming through it and kind of crisscrossing through. Like it has a, it has a, some sort of living mineral vine work going through all of it. I bet I could miracle a word of time to bring it back to a time when it once was working as a way to repair it. And if that isn't enough, if I can probably mir I can miracle all the uh, artifice fix thing gift. We could probably do it together. A joint miracle. How much of that will be necessary, though? I mean, could we just cut the vines and, and run for it, or would it require some more fixing than that? I'm Maybe. pretty sure this thing is not in use. Well, it's still floating. Uh, no, it's not floating. It's tied to the uh, to the tower with the vines. Oh, they're holding it up? Yeah. Okay, how much fixing will this require? Uh, yeah, you two working in concert with his uh, manipulation of the, the, the past of how this thing... Uh, with... The Magister uh, manipulating the pa the direct past of this skyship and you working on its future, you can bring it to a semblance of functionality. How many miracles? Well, you guys can both throw a miracle each at it. And what sort of uh, what sort of uh, capabilities does this have thing have now? It's floating. It can go in the cardinal like in, in the three dimensional uh, directions. It's not fast. It looks like it was a cargo ship. Um, and hmm. it looks like those vines were basically part of the dock's um, mooring web. Like, it, it was what would keep the ships tied to it, and it just overgrew. Went through, it started to petrify and solidify a lot of the uh, intricate components of the skyship. Hmm. If that's not sufficient to do the job, I think that I can also attribute it as a miracle to Well, it's a cargo ship, so it was never particularly fast, but you could probably miracle something to make it faster. Also, since we're up here, I'm going to use my sun gifts and mark the maker to look around for the observatory, because that's the last bit of business we have here. Oh, yeah. From uh, at the top of this tower, looking down on Rathus below, the endless jungle dotted with pyramids and weird Dragon King structures, uh, one does stand out, the, the observatory that you came here to find. Uh, it's off, you know, in the distance. About how far would you say? I, uh, in Rathus? I, I, I don't think I can give you, like, a good number. You know, in Rathus. Oh, no, I'm wondering if we need to pull the ripcord if I can use the sun teleport gift to get back here. Um, uh, probably the opposite side of the city, because I, I had the map up earlier. Yeah, then it's a bit too far away, then. Yeah, the Great Observatory. Hmm. The champion wishes to know if it is advisable to take the airship with us over to the observatory in case we need to make a quick escape, or if it would draw less attention were we to leave it here and hope that we are not found in the intervening time. Both are reasonable and both have their flaws. I think we, it would be better to keep it with us because I'm pretty sure whatever's in here already knows that we're here. Oh. All right. Command the wheels, this thing. Let's get going. 
Alright, so you are inside the skyship and you are uh, flying your way to the observatory. It, it is a large, squat, rectangular building jutting out from the forest below uh, that has other buildings kind of connected to it and uh, sort of silos also. Uh, it almost looks like a, like a, like a campus of learning. Um, something that Magister and uh, Mirage, you guys pick up on immediately. This place looks like a university campus as you're approaching it. Because you've seen university campuses. Albeit, this place is quite overgrown at this point. Yeah, but it has that distinct trait of having you know, campus facilities. I think I see the canteen down there. Alright, so who is incapable of being surprised? Uh, I'm not capable of being surprised. I'm not capable of being surprised. I can't be surprised. I can be surprised. So only Max can be surprised. Alright, Max. Completely taking you by surprise and no one else. Uh, something is attacking your skyship. <laughs> He's just drawing little eyebrows. Oh, we shall have to deal with that. Can what, what, I see what it? Said thing? Well, as you guys look out the, the observational part of this skyship, which is, it's a large kind of whale uh, design, like Small for whale, obviously, because, you know, it's only a skyship. Uh, it has, like, a dome front to it, and the rest is kind of the bulk cargo body attached to... Or not a dome, like a sphere hanging from the bottom that has, like, the cargo attached to the front of it. Almost like how you'd imagine a um, hummingbird, kind of, to be designed. I don't know. I'm fucking it up. But uh, you guys are looking down below from the piloting area, and bright, shiny flashes are... Uh, flying in towards the skyship from the surface. Well. Huh. That could be bad. Um, Can we go higher? I mean, I bring it up because... I, I bring it up because these are uh, surface-to-air warheads, and they're flying at you quite fast. Uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna definitely do something about those. Maybe I should rewind time! Time for time! By the way, a, a scene has of course passed, so your scene long essence has returned to you. Yes, I can totally do this. I can re- I, I'll, I'll slam on the brakes on the, on the local creation creation's uh, web. Reverse us back so those missiles were not launched at us. And then we can sit outside of the range and try to disable them before they launch at us. Yes. <laughs> you sound so excited. All right. I am. I haven't used this technique for a while. The problem with that plan, of course, is that requires us going disabling the missiles in advance, which means confronting whatever it has put those missiles in place. Well, yes. Why the hell we... would it involve that? I have sun gifts. I can shoot it. Drive me closer. I want to hit it with my sword. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's a fair answer. Alright, uh, you break the local uh, causality of fate and destiny in the area and kind of do a bit of a rewind on the events as they've played out. And you guys are now back at the observe back at the skyship tower. Leaving the skyship tower. Like, in the airship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, uh, let's not do that. I have a distinct feeling that that probably would have been bad. 
Well, you knew what happened. Oh yeah, you guys are all aware of what just happened, and it was bullshit. The Pierce Dragon Kings were more advanced than we had entirely suspected if they are capable of such technological achievement. And that they expected to be attacked from the air if they felt the need to develop it. Question. If I deployed my combat drones around us, because it's not that big a ship, could they shoot down the warheads or is this funky essence tech? Uh, they could absorb the warheads too, like uh, chaff. I have a question. Could I use contempt of a combination of contempt of distance and nine iron walls to just tank all the missiles? They are firing from a cluster, so... I suppose so. There's two options right there. It's also under sunlight, so I could miracle up, up the smite and hit it. Well, maybe we want to go into the ground. Maybe this going in through the sky was a bad idea. We could just walk underneath their range. That does bring up the problem of being on the street when the Predator arrives. Uh, Devin, how close to... We were basically at the dome when that happened, right? Uh, you were about three quarters of the way there. Hmm. And it would be too expensive if to try that again from a different direction in terms of committed effort. Could I miracle the ship? Like the entire ship, uh, using that sun gift to port or to, or to pass their range, ideally? Like the teleport gift? Yeah. Could I affect the whole ship? Hmm, an interesting question. Let's look up that sun gift. Ah, PDFs are so useful. No, it's just you. Even if I miracled it? That's right, it's just you. What are you trying to miracle? You I was trying to... You become oh. sunlight and you travel. No, but not like miracle the gift directly, but just make a miracle that use the fact that sun apparently includes teleportation. Mm, fine. I'll give you a miracle. A, a one-time use miracle. Oh, well, it's not one-time use, but sure. Once you're within a mile, you can uh, close that mile. Because Saving to Light gives you a mile radius, so you'd have to get within a mile to slip by. Okay, so now that we have a plan, now do we need to come up with any backup plans? Do we have some way to deflect the missile? Uh, these... Wait, they want another word, missile, will they? Um, ballistas? These ballistas. I think the alternative plan is I tank them with my face and my perfect defenses. I'll parry them out of the air, guys. But will you parry the ground? Yes. Yes, implicitly, of, that's what Nine Iron Walls does. And then all of creation will just kind of blip upside down and a, and a point value flips up like in Mario. <laughs> Would it be possible for our astrologer to detect any additional uh, weapon emplacements? Or could, can I see them or no? Uh, it looks like it came out of one of those apartment buildings. 
So it's not a dedicated... Uh, it was not a sa- uh, Sam. Not Sam the Magister. I mean, like a SAM. Surface to air missile. Like in Red Alert. Or yeah, so it wasn't like a specific defense installation that was shooting at it. It was someone found a siege gun and put it in an apartment building. Yep. I don't think they want us to go to the observatory. But we... So, hmm. Top Teeth uh, falls over on his on the ground. Uh, yeah, well, hi, what's up? He's kind of having a seizure. Oh. Uh, now his skin's breaking open, and there's like magic light runes going across it, and his eyes are white like he's in a power coma. Uh. And he gets up. Uh. Huh. Hello. The internal defenses are pointed at him. Hello, can you understand me, lawgivers? He's speaking in Old Realm. Yes. Do I do I have enough knowledge to have a guess as to what just happened? Not enough Dragon King knowledge, unfortunately. Darn. You're lawgivers, right? Mm. I'm no. not. We are the exalted of. We are exalted. Close <laughs> enough. What are you doing here? You are in a fantastic amount of danger. That is, is readily he? apparent. We came to investigate into the intruders from Autocathonia and to make use of the Celestial Observatory in order to further for our cause to deal with an existential threat to creation. What was that word you used? Which, Which one? The threat from the... Existential? No, the the the, the Titan word. Autocodonia? Yes, who taught you that word? Him. He's from there. I see. Interesting. Probably should not have said that. Alright. Further to the point, who are you and why have you developed faculties of speech with this... I... am the goddess of Rathis. I am Leta, the Dragon King goddess. The Lizard Queen. Uh, we welcome you to our presence. No, uh, doesn't sound humble enough. That's fine. She kind of just puts up uh, Top Teeth's hand and kind of just makes a dismissive gesture. No, that's fine. You've attracted the predator. He he's hunting you. We noticed. <laughs> he tried to shoot down your skyship, but for some reason you're not in your skyship anymore, and you're here back at this tower. So is the skyship. Yes. Wait. Do any of you know anyone from heaven? Don't tell them of what you did. Uh. Alright. Make it a habit of doing that, yeah. Don't, don't let them know about that. They won't like that. I think it's you are rather 
out of date as far as connections with heavens go. I do my paperwork, but I've been curating Rathis and trying to fix the situation here. It is spiraled out of control, and heaven has done nothing to send us the resources we need to retake it. Were we not dealing with our particular problem, I am strongly inclined to assist you in this reclamation effort. Yeah, what precisely has gone wrong? There is an infection here. A cannibal has taken up residence. An eater of the dead. A necrophage. It's infected the city, and the city is turning like it. Is this the predator we have heard tell of? The predator is a lawgiver and a murderer. He is not the infection. Is it something from the underworld? No, it's a... Uh, it's complicated. But suffice to say, it is a nemesis to the denizens of creation and the bureaucracy of heaven. That would be the bone eater that uh, Top, Top Teeth, Teeth is uh, speaking of. When uh, is that it's is it kind of Top Teeth kind of looks at himself? Is that its name? I've been led to believe so. Ugh. Yes, the bone eaters. They are uh, they're cannibal gods. Oh, huh. Eaters, necrophages. Well, we are strongly inclined to deal with this problem when we are able. Perhaps you could assist us with this particular mission? We require the observatory in order to make certain pre-cognitive pre yeah, investigations in order to locate it's something that has since been lost. Would you be capable of getting us to it safely and discreetly? I can't get you to the observatory. It's in the Predator's territory. But he's coming to hunt you, so he's leaving that area. If you could lead him through Rathis, you could double back and use the observatory before he gets back. Is there any way we could talk with the Predator and convince him to not attack us? I haven't seen it work yet, but you could definitely give it a try. You're exalted, after all. You must be really good at talking to people. The champion has a suggestion. What if he were to take the airship, which is highly visible from most of the city, and attempt to lead the Predator away while the rest of you, and myself, make the trip to the observatory? I'm not sure if that would work. I could try it out to see if it would. I'd volunteer to do the same thing, except I feel I might be necessary to understand the observatory. In the worst-case scenario, the champion will evacuate it and leave the skyship. However, should this situation occur, the champion lacks many of the mobility technologies necessary to regroup. Might you have some sort of additional tracking feature which would allow us to uh, regain in communication and, lo and uh, co-location? There is... you're in one of the four skyship towers. The one on the opposite side, near the observatory, is where my uh, worshippers are unfortunately trapped. The Predator doesn't seem to want to go into the Skyship Towers. But it's very hard for them to leave and hunt. 
You could regroup there. Well, that's a reasonable plan, at least. Let's see, we need a way to... Hmm. No. Uh, so, so the plan as we've got it is... What? You all, all go back on foot, or presumably using Inga... Uh, Mirage's magic to get there quickly. Algorithm uses the skyship as a giant floating come shoot me sign and and goes off in a different direction. Ideally, regroup up at the other airship tower. We all, all get onto the airship and then get the hell out after you've done the observatory stuff. Seems reasonable enough. I could... I could try to see if that would work. At least according to plan. Uh, to peer into the time, uh, to peer into the, the weaves of time to see if that is a likely possibility. Check your prognostifications, then, Exalt. There is a downed warship in Rathus. I've been having my worshippers scavenge it for its supplies for centuries now. If you were to dispatch the more immediate threats in the city, or at least pull them off of that area, I'm sure people of your caliber could make use of its resources. We certainly could. We will want to help as best as we can. Very well. We will see you at the other tower, then. Thank you. Top teeth uh, um, stops glowing like that power. Top teeth stops glowing like he's in a power coma and collapses in a puddle on the floor. Not of dead person, just like you know, he fell apart. Like no, he oh. collapsed. Wait, 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 knocked out. Fell apart. Okay, he's just knocked out. He didn't dissolve into a puddle. No, no, he's he's like a drunk sorority chick who's just given up on life and is too too drunk to handle this day. I draw dongs on his forehead. No. No. As is our oh, no. way. As as, <laughs> as I did to my students, shall I do to all students of life. Except their dongs probably look different, so they wouldn't get it. Tati's like, it's a pouch. Alright. <laughs> this conversation actually just happened. Yes, yes it did. Alright, so, All right. so the plan is for you guys to go on foot while uh, Max fights the Predator alone? Uh, I could probably go with Max. Um, I'm geared more towards fighting than exploring ancient ruins anyway. So we're going to split the party is what you're going to say. This is going to be great. What up, gang? Okay, first I want to peer into time to see if this can happen. Using Miracle of Time, I will use uh, just a second. Alright, so what is your plan, Sam? Alright, first I am going to look forward, which is the name of the uh, which is the name of the uh, yeah. gift. Look and forward. I wish to look forward into the streams of time to see if our plans to split up to uh, use the blimp as a uh, distraction while our two fate ninjas 
weave through the city towards the observatory, scry about the hunter, and then meet on the other side of the city to go to the airship and fly out of here on the armored warship. All right. Work. And then I give you a one sentence most probable outcome. So the most probable outcome is algorithm and shade will get into a brief fight with the predator and then the magister and mirage will get to the observatory almost unmolested. I'm a bit concerned about the almost part because I like to remain completely unmolested. Listen. I'm a bit concerned about the brief part. Well, that just means we win quick. No, it means we die quick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm more of a half glass half full kind of guy. I mean, just throwing this out there, you have your Divine Furies left if you get really fucked, and even if you run out of Divine Furies, uh, Zack can take a bunch of hits to the chin like a Clinton could, and still be alive, because Liminals are really hard to kill. Hmm. And we do have a ton of attacks. You could you could wrench Zack's head off of his body stump, because his body is too wrecked at this point, and just run with his head back to base. <laughs> Maybe we don't have an exploding collar just for that situation. Plan for the future. <laughs> it wouldn't be an exploding collar. It'd probably be like a collar that has folded up like uh, like uh, the Stargate Iris in it. So it's like, uh-oh, I gotta go. And then like the collar Stargate irises his neck off and the collar's like bolted onto the top of his head's neck stump. And then the iris opens up into a jet and flies his head off on a jet pack. Wait, wasn't this a really <laughs> stupid whoop? Wooksai, or however you say it, movie where people used, like, a, it was a basket on a chain and they throw it in and then had blades and it would cut people's heads off and then they pulled back and had the head. That was called Master of the Flying Guillotine, and I was thinking more of Nixon's head from Futurama. All of these Al things head. sound amazing. Every part of this is good. <laughs> Alright, so, I believe then, you guys, uh, the uh, um, um, <laughs> shades and heroes advancing algorithm will get into the sky ship, and you will take your fateful course. Mm-hmm. Do be careful. I have grown quite attached to you. That's the sweetest thing you've said all day. I will be sure to make sure all the alcohol is braced properly in case of jolting. That's precisely what I was carried uh, carried on worrying about. Don't worry, guys. After this, we're going to get super gruntled. Is that slang for smashed? Well, one of the meanings of that word is content. So, So, we're off being the Goodyear blimp. The Fate Twins head on foot, and I will get to you next. But first... (laughs) Fate Twins. Uh, But first, the blimp, or the skyship... Alright, so you guys hang on the same path and you're gonna get shot down with missiles again? Is that the plan? Well, isn't it already coming after us? That's what the goddess said? Yeah, that's what she said. So, I thought we were just going to go in a different-ish direction so that the Fate Twins could go off and it would chase us instead. That's our official nickname, isn't it? Well, you have time to really. Well, us two are the Assembled. Yeah, it's kind of weird. We have both the off, we have both the sidereal and the off-color sidereal, and we have the alchemical and the off-color alchemical. Look at that. I'm not, I'm not really sure the off. Are liminals really the off-colored alchemicals? 
I mean, they're, they're exalted that are built out of pieces. And it has swap swappable charms. Mm, okay. There's more approachable. And more dead. Definitely more dead. Alright, so you guys start flying through Rathus in your giant skyship, making a, making a scene. Uh, eventually, you're going to notice a flock of Terox are flying towards your skyship. I'm going to I'm going to hate doing this, but deploy my combat drones and start shooting. Start shooting them? I assume there's no real way that we could capture them alive. If they fall, they're going to die, and if they get on here, they're going to start smashing things. Well, actually, you're a little wrong there. That's where you're wrong, kiddo, because they're going to start smashing things before they land. They're actually flying on a collision course with you. Okay, start shooting them. Perfect. Alright, uh, the bottom, as that's happening, um, and you're dealing with them through your drones, uh, Shades, something's happened to the bottom of the skyship. And what would that be? Uh, it looks like somebody has shot at the bottom of it with a man-sized, like, just like a normal-sized, uh, crossbow bolt, but it's fairly long and thick. It's basically a short spear, and it's pierced the underside of your ship. And it has a tether tied to it, and the tether is awfully taut. Hmm. I suppose I should handle that. Um. Dead pterodactyls are falling all around you as you're walking down. And as I get to where the arrow was hit, is there anybody? Um, I don't suppose there's anybody climbing up this taut cord, is there? There is indeed. Uh, there are some of those uh, velociraptor-looking people climbing up the rope. So much oh. murder. So much murder. Yeah, about that. They're climbing Just up the road. Just checking something real quick. Yep. I was thinking doing something on the lines of an alacrity smite and just taking out the whole group. But I was couldn't you sure just I use your enormous of it real quick, Zach? Couldn't you just use your enormous strength to rip out the bolt and let them all fall since they're on a rope hanging up in the sky? Oh yeah, or I could just do that. I just do that. You just you just cut the uh, vine rope. And just pull the arrow out. Oh, they fall to death. Walk back up to where you, I you, up to the piling area where all the windows are. You orphan one hundred percent of their children. <laughs> the ones in the bottom might have you just monster. been horribly maimed before they were eaten by their surviving tribe mates. Oh no, their children eat that, ate them. <laughs> uh, so are their children thanking you? I don't know. It's raining food. We're gods now. <laughs> this went dark really fast. <laughs> this took a turn. Alright, so as you both uh, return to keeping track of this, uh, there's a bright light coming from atop one of these buildings and it is moving directly towards your skyship. Shoot that! Alright. Uh, yeah, you begin taking shots at it. It detonates immediately with a large concussive wave of essence. Uh, yeah, it makes quite a loud noise. You can see birds and Terox flying away from the tree line below. Mm 
Where now, was guys... that launched from an SAM site? Nope. Top of an apartment building. Damn, they just left RPGs around. It's like they expected this to turn into Fallujah. Oh my god. Alright, so where are you guys inside the skyship? There's the piloting area, and then there's the cargo area. Well, I'm using Command the Wheels to fly it, so I can be anywhere, really. Alright. Is where... there, like, an upper deck? Uh, there's the piloting area. So it's like a like a sphere at the front of the airship, and then the entire back of the airship's kind of like a, an oblong bulb, and that's where cargo's stored. No, but is there like a top deck or anything? Nope. Hmm. Well, then I suppose the pilot section's as good as any. Alright, and where are you, Shades? Um, I'm probably just kind of patrolling exposed areas, so I'm not in any one place, probably, because I'm moving... I'm just keeping moving to look for more borders, honestly. You just snapped the cable, so you're probably at the bottom. Yeah, you're, yeah. The, you're probably at the bottom area of the cargo section. Yeah, but at this moment, I'm probably near the cargo station. That is correct, yeah. Alright, what's your AC? Because you're definitely not being surprised by this. What if I told you my AC was one? It's a good number to have. I endorse that. I endorse that plan you've made having AC1. Uh, assuming there's time before that happens, uh, Algorithm's going to activate Body of Burning Light. Yeah, go for it. Oh wow, I rolled a 20. Nice. I'm not liking this one where GM rolls 20. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, take 8 damage. Ow. Oh, I don't like it when the GM rolls 20 either. Uh, so you're patrolling the bottom part of the airship when you heard a nothing, then a pre your preternatural senses alert that you were about to be stabbed, so you turned around to defend yourself and got stabbed in the chest uh, by a large set of flensing claws tied to the back of someone's fist with cable and metal. Um, and there's a man in front of you. He's a big man. He's probably about six and a half feet tall. Ridiculously ripped. Uh, all of his veins are popping. He's His skin's dark like he's a southerner. And uh, he is currently wearing large articulated Orichalcum plate that's been broken and cracked and stripped open at various parts. And the parts that are broken have uh, like pieces of crystal shells stitched around it. Or uh, jade armor's been patched over. Like he, He's wearing patchwork armor. Uh, and he's wearing a helmet that's made of a Dragon King skull, and there's, like, braids of Dragon King vines coming down from it, and, uh, one of the eyes has, like, a, a large crystal implant that looks kind of like an eye that glows red. And yeah, the back of his hands and his feet are covered in Dragon King claws that have been dipped in metal that he has just stabbed you with one into your stomach, and on pulling out with all that damage, takes out a large chunk of your abdomen. Like, you can see the organs and stuff. There's just a big cavity in your chest now. Hmm. Hmm. That's bloody horrific. That's bad. You'd think his designer in would fact, have yeah, tidied things there. up when he was building him. That's bad. So, it's your go. 
Yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, activate uh, nine iron walls. I'm committing effort for the scene to make sure that doesn't happen again. It's good. It's a Then I'm going to go ahead and draw a sword. And we're, we're going to go ahead and get down to business. All right. And I'm going to commit some more effort to uh, use Surge of Strength. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and attack. Do it. Take him down. You also might want to put like your guts back inside of your body. Or is there's not enough time for that. They are over there. And there, yeah, the and time. there, and there. So, it's going to take some time to put those back in. And we're back. So, you roll, you hit him uh, with a large number. You got like 29 to hit. And then you do, snick, two points of damage. Highly hmm. accurate, but not still a glaze. It's a fair amount of damage, actually. Uh, you did... I don't know what the percentage of it that is, but you did damage. Uh, so yeah, you stab him through his armor a bit and push him back. Uh, and he kind of looks at you. Uh, he kind of cocks his head like he was expecting you to die, and you didn't. Algorithm. What do you do? Uh, you are keenly aware that behind you is an exalt fighting your exalt friend, and he just kind of gutted him a little. Hmm. I'm going to direct my swarm to use flow like blood for both of its actions. Which means they treat it as an automatic hit, and then they will each roll 1d10 plus 2. And then I am going to have both my gunners shoot him. And then I am going to go grab onto to Hunter and Miracle all the sun gift to teleport us out of here. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a solid plan. All so, right. they're shooting to be done. Alright, one moment. So, uh, all the drones fly into the uh, dock, basically, and start shooting at the Predator of Rathis. And then your gunners open fire with their essence weapons and their ballistas, and you're going to do your action. Um, you do, what, like 11 damage altogether? Uh, seven. Okay. Uh, the Predator has endurance, and... Um, Activates Unbreakable and takes none of that. So he just kind of... He, he kind of takes a boxer's pose and covers his head as the shots just start bouncing off of him and his armor and, like, leaving, like, scorch marks on the floor around him. What do you do for your turn, Max, now that your minions have done their work? I'm going to use... Use a miracle of sun and for a hasten to the light. I'm going to uh, run over, grab onto Hunter of Shades, then use a, a miracle of hasten to the light to get us a mile away from here. Out of here? Yeah, somewhere in the city. Very well. Uh, you run up to your friend, grab him, throw him inside your chest cavity, and turn into a beam of light. Like Kevin Spacey in K-Pax. And teleport away. Wait, wait, wait. When in this all did he uh, activate the Endurance Gift? Uh, after Zack stabbed him, before you guys unleashed hell on him. Oh, Drax. I just had a terrible idea. 
But if instead of shooting him, we had shot at the engine? I mean, you have command of the wheels still active. Can't you just say, hey, turn off? Oh, yes. Blow up. Yeah, the skyships were a little more about floating and moving back and forth than they were about powered flights. So these engines aren't as explodey as you'd probably desperately, desperately want. But uh, you could definitely <laughs> make this thing turn... crash. Yeah, make it go down as fast as its engines can do it, overriding all the safeties. I should hope we break terminal velocity for a very heavy chunk of metal. Alright. Uh, yeah, you guys escape into Rathis and that ship goes down. Nothing could have survived that. Lee slaps you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it crashes into one of the larger buildings, because the buildings aren't... None of them are really over three stories, but uh, yeah, it crashes directly into one, and uh, there's not really an explosion of, like, energy or fuel, so much as there's an explosion of, you know, something fast impacting something else, uh, and crashing and the skyship breaking up as it falls off. It wasn't made of very sturdy... It wasn't made of magical materials. It was made of those first-age composites that allow faster-than-light, uh, faster-than-air travel. But yeah, there, there's a bunch of smoke and noise and grinding sounds, and, uh, yeah, Shades, nothing could have survived that. <laughs> well, the champion wishes to inform you that he no longer has drones available, and it will require extensive that time to repair them. We had best not rely on them for the time being. Also, oh, he is going to attempt to get us to the rendezvous point more quickly. So, activate a miracle of artifice to make us some sort of go-fast thingy. Like a vehicle. <laughs> like rocket boots? I just imagine like you, like you're a giant golden Autobot, and like the sound, the transforming sound happens as you pick up a bunch of debris and make yourself like a... Like, you turn yourself into a motorcycle, almost. Like, you're, the front of your hands go onto a giant wheel, the back of your legs go onto another wheel, and you start, like, pedaling them so that you can just drive away. Pedaling? <laughs> I have artifice. I count as 200, sorry, 400 people pedaling. Yeah, like, you go inside a giant gearbox full of wheels, and you just start spinning your hands and legs. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, so, if you make a motorcycle, you have the ability to make all the stuff, and instead of a motorcycle, you build a bicycle. Well, he has 400, like, manpower. He's a 400 manpower engine. Yeah, it probably looks something like the Shiva sisters from Final Fantasy XI, Thirteen, if you've seen that. Bicycle, but not a motorcycle. He can gear up really fast, Sam. <laughs> it's ecologically sound. <laughs> we, what, do you want to do an environmental impact study in Rathis? What if he leaches toxins into the water? <laughs> and you take off. <laughs> oh, and the uh, gunners who are still uh, uh, using the uh, shoulder-mounted turrets are going to shoot at things that look like they might molest us on our way. <laughs> oh no, not Uncle Frank. <laughs> uh, all right, so you take off down the down the wide streets. Uh, now you've now you've got into your vehicle mode. Uh, as you, as you leave the smoking debris scene, uh, the predator, like, moves out, like, flips over some debris and gets up, walks to the road, puts his hand down on the dirt from your treads, picks up the dirt to his face, makes a sniffing sound, and starts hanging that way. (laughs) 
Oh, uh, we will now cut back to the Fate Twins. I'm just going to pause briefly. All right. So, back in the past, while this was happening, you guys, Magister, and... I forgot your character's name. Mirage. Mirage. <laughs> I was like, Magister and Miracle Man, Magic Man, Mega Man. Oh, man. His, his... Yeah, everyone does miracles in this game. Um, so you guys are going to have to go across, across country to get to the observatory. It's a little bit easier um, because the, the streets that you have to take are those big, open, empty street cutting directly through the city. You can go across that. Uh, as you're running, you notice that there are dragon kings kind of on the periphery of your vision, like way far out, hiding among the ruins and stuff, but they don't seem that concerned with you. They seem to be moving away from you somewhere else. They're moving away from us. They, wait, so they're moving in the direction that... What direction are they oriented relative to us? The Dragon Kings seem to be moving deeper and deeper into Rathus, near the walls and where the foliage is. So in general, always towards the outskirts and not really having anything to do with either the path we took or the path that our uh, allies took. That's right. There's no direct correlation. They don't want to be killed by the predator. I can't really blame them for that. Okay. Um, so I don't think we're going to necessarily take a mind if they're mostly keeping away from our path, I don't see any reason that we should deviate. No, they're, they're probably the smart ones. We're being the idiots, but we should probably keep going. As you continue down, uh, you notice that the rainforest and the, the, the sort of rainforest environment and the, the old mine architecture looks kind of eroded here. Like, the plant life and the architecture. Uh, the, the stone looks like it's been weathered inward and crumbling. Um... But the parts that are crumbling and are exposed have, like, a wet, moist interior. Like, there's something gelatinous inside. And the trees are like that, too. Like, where the bark's stripped open, there's uh, there's almost like a cream filling kind of pouring out. Well, that's kind of gross. Yeah, kind of. Um, Probably shouldn't touch it. Yeah, let, let's not... Let, let's not touch that. So is, is it blocking the way? Uh, you're gonna cut through this to uh, get to the observatory. Oh, it is in the way. Okay. Um, how about I? Hmm. No, that's a that's a that's that's martial arts. That's not a that's not something I can miracle. Yeah, so I might have something for this. Hmm. Something's moving uh, in the undergrowth. Like the thick vines and stonework and uh, crystals that have kind of grown over this area and made it kind of like a bog, something's moving beneath it, um, kind of like a kind of like a worm under dirt. Yeah, this is probably the carrion gods that uh, that the goddess was talking about. Yeah, that would be my guess as well. Um... I can get myself through, but I don't. I can't get you through. Unless you're willing to trust me. 
Hold on just a second. Uh, can you pause for a moment? Sure. Alright, how are you guys getting through this nightmare bog? Alright, so, uh, we'll, uh, I'll conjure up Storm and Rider, and I'll complement that with a fate gift. Or, or actually a journeying slash pilot gift. Um, Untroubled Passage. So that's me a commit effort. So while I travel, you and all those with you will never be hindered by chance met creatures with bad weather. Where the foes wandering your path gets first save knows you. Which I assume might be true for bigger monstrosities, but if these are like little minor things running through the brush, they probably won't bug us. Alright, you fly on through uh, towards the observatory. Uh, yeah, this area looks fairly corroded and damaged. There's broken buildings and destroyed foliage and uh, large holes in the ground that just look like they're uh, swollen with something. Uh, once you're fairly close to the observatory, there is a loud sound in the air. And if you guys look in the direction of the airship, uh, there's a flash in the sky. And the airship points directly down and flies down. Oh, oh. They lasted a lot shorter than I thought they would. I was kind of hoping that... I was kind of hoping that I wouldn't have to say goodbye to, to these folks for many, many months. And it's crashed. Oh, yes. And there's a loud explosion sound. I, I was thinking they survived. You... They... Oh, oh dear. Don't... Nothing could have survived that. Nothing could have survived Nothing that. Could have survived that. <laughs> So we continue on with the plan. I say yes, we will have time to issue prayers for the dead later. Uh, as you're going through the brush, uh, one of the trees has like one of those holes into it. <laughs> and A knot hole? Yeah, a knot hole, but it's been like in rotted open. And it looks like smooth and fleshy and bad. Uh, and then two holes open up into it with pupils. Uh, oh, that's not good. Hello. My uh, mouth kind of opens up in the uh, goo. It's like a very small pursed lips. Um, I'd say, uh, greetings. Who might I be speaking to? Oh, I. I am a servant of heaven. Blessed are the exalted, those of the stars and uh, the land. You are wandering through my grove. We apologize for our trespass, but we request passage through to the other side. The other side where? There aren't many travelers coming through here that are so cultured. Maxer looks at the uh, exploding airship and it's like, oh, we, we, we can't just dilly-dally. <laughs> oh, please, let me escort you through my realm. That just seems wrong, that. Uh, Mirage? And what, Krykel, is your realm? I mean, you've seen the markers. Now, is this tree in the midst of all of the, uh, rather... Yeah, grotesque? like, the hole in the tree was one of those gore holes, and now it has eyes and a mouth. Uh, the, the kind of, like, rotten, uh, 
over Liquid is kind of sliding off of it as it's talking, revealing a porcelain face. With, like, butterfly makeup on it. Okay, well, I am going to, uh... I'm going to reply, that is a most intriguing offer. Uh, perhaps after we attend to our business, we'll be able to take you up on it. For me to escort you out of my territory? Oh, I thought she said she was going to escort us through her territory. Yes, two out of it. Is, is the observatory in her territory? Oh, it's near the edge. I stay away from that area. Um... Is this the place where I can attempt to discern if they are, if the individual is lying to me? Is this something I can do with a wisdom check, or...? <laughs> this is social! Um... Yeah, sure. You know what? Do a wisdom... Uh, do a charisma check. Okay, well, same same thing. Uh, it's a one check, one. right? Straight check? Yeah, just roll over. And I... I pass by two. I do not. Uh, it's telling the truth about the limits of its domain. But is it telling that it... The, is it telling the truth about its... I'm trying to read its intentions, effectively. Like, is it saying, oh yeah, so I'm going to lead you through, and then, like, halfway through, I'm going to eat you. Or is it... Uh, Oh no, I'm intending to get you across. It's like a porcelain mask with like colorful butterfly makeup in a pus stump in a tree, and it's speaking in that tone of voice that says it's sinister. It is super sinister. It has sinister intents for you. Well, you, yeah. You will yeah, not leave say, you will not leave its domain unmolested if it has anything to say about it. Yes, the Im you see, the fact that it's an unusual face probably doesn't perturb me because I deal with gods on a regular basis. But Yes, that is quite sinister. I say, thank you, no, we will find our own way. Oh. Well, please leave at least with a parting gift. And one of the, the flowers nearby opens up, and on, like, the, uh, the, the pollen pad are a few uh, jade ovals. I don't know the politics of heaven. I don't know if it's rude to, rude to take it or rude to leave it. I, I comment. It is rude to it is refused to rude to refuse an offering, um, but at the same time, accepting an offering tends to be a demonstration of trust. And so then you will forgive me for in this situation. It's very difficult to trust. Who's your supervisor? I smile and I say, if you fill out the proper form, I'll give you that information. Roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, like, you guys are gonna get to go first, obviously, because initiative doesn't exist. But the face pulls itself forward out of the stump and has a lot of, like, goo tied to the back of it. Almost like it's the, oh, like it's the, 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 the gore, the, the fleshy bits of a clamshell, like a muscle. Uh, and then the top of the tree and the bottom of the tree break open as a, uh, Marvel Comics Venom-style job snap shut over the mask, revealing a large, uh, pulpy body made of black goo. It looks like a leech. 
uh, that's ring, ring, ripping itself out out of the tree because it was just inside of the tree and has like large, uh, slender, leech-like legs and or like arms that are like trunks and like a slender tail body and it's just pulling itself up out of the ground. Huh. You get to go first. Well, that's grotesque. That's grotesque. Ah, uh, uh, this is the first time I've met a god. This is not a god. Totally is. Did my do I recognize it as one? I mean, they said it was well, technically the second time. It claims it's a god. Oh, it's totally a god. And you put your scouter on. That's a god. Has a domain and everything. But I assume its power level is not over 9,000. So, uh, you get to go first. I'm going to assume that the observatory is made out of a magical structure. Yes? Sure, yeah, definitely. Okay, then wearing the light, fantastic. I blur reality around me. And make oh. it painful to look at. Oh, no. Oh, alright. Wearing the light fantastic is rough stuff. Oh man, they can't figure out who you are anymore. Exactly. <clears throat> so, what happens is the Magister moves forward and at the same time he moves backwards. And as he does that, the, uh, the, the space in between him rips open and a maw of a maw of disastrous power envelops the area around him and he just seems to constantly melt in front of you as the edges of reality itself uh, turn into jagged shards being eaten around in this sort of hole where he once used to be the, the area is quickly uh, entrifying So that was your on turn. What is your action? No. All right. So uh, you activate the like fantastic. This thing is bursting out of its tree stump to just wreck you guys. What do you two do? Also, on the same turn, I start shimmering and activate angular time displacement, which lets me to basically to teleport around the battlefield. And then, as my actual action, because all of my things are on turn, I will activate the gaze of the blind god, where space turns and turns into like little shards of needles at these particular directions. So if you're going in two directions, it'll hurt you, but if you go the other two directions, it won't. So All right, so you're putting a taboo on two of the directions he can travel in. Which is the directions toward the tower, probably. Right. I believe it was northeast toward the tower, or is it east? Uh, it's straight east from where you guys are right now. All right, so well, I choose east and uh, south. Okay. Uh, all right. Perfect. And does he get a save against this? No, this just happens. This just happens to him. Okay. So you have banned those directions uh, on this target. Now, uh, Mirage, what do you do? All right. Well, I'm going to uh, 
commit effort to activate walking a thousand roads as non-turn so I can create platforms of essence which only support my allies and myself. Um, and I am going to uh, start retreating in the direction of the temple at, um, at an increased rate. And since I'm now committing this, I'll be high enough that my cast mark is, uh, is glowing. And as I'm creating these little shimmering platforms of golden light and providing a route for the Magister to move backwards over, this thing is going to have a lot of difficulty moving through the Magister sphere and dragging us over ground. I'm going to start throwing punches at it from 200 feet away. Caravan self-mastery uh, costs you your action. Which costs me a master? Caravan self-mastery. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I didn't sorry. Walking a thousand roads is on turn. I, I have no idea why I kept thinking it was caravan self. Sorry. Walking a thousand roads. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, roll to hit this thing. It's AC is seven. All right. You oh, hit with 23. Uh, what do you do for damage? Uh, okay, so it's D10. One D10 plus two tolls, nine, so only uh, two points. Okay, so it takes two damage, and it hates that shit as you throw out space compressed punches. I always imagine, awesome. uh, because you're doing space compression, it'd be like if you put your, your thumb and your finger over him and did that I'm crushing you thing, and he's taking that damage. Um, I, I don't know if I quite, I, I sort of envisioned it like I'm throwing punches and, and it just like, it sort of like travels, um, through the air, like a flickering vision of a golden fist, because it is the golden home of Wander stuff. Well, I, I just thought because you're a master of space and traveling that you're punching at him like, like it's a perspective thing. Like in Labyrinth where you're looking at the, uh, the, the Labyrinth wall and if you look at it from the side, you can actually just go in and keep on going. Well, anything is more like I am punching him and he is injured and my fist actually covers the entire distance between us. Literally, it is all places at once. It's uh, it's quantum, it's a quantum state. Yeah, it's super pissed that you're doing that. Uh, and then it's going to chase sure after you and get really shredded by uh, Gaze of the Blind God. Good for him. And the... And the Freight Eyes from my uh, Wearing Light Fantastic. Oh yeah, roll your Freight Eye. I forgot that. What? That's just D4, right? D8. It's a D8. I rolled a 2. So it's like 1 so, damage. 1 damage. So he takes 4 damage, which is fairly significant for the amount of hit points he has, and it screeches as its bodies get shredded. The, the leech maw opens up with its, like, rings and rings of teeth uh, on its flat head, and inside is the kabuki mask looking angry, and then it just snaps its jaw shut over its kabuki mask and, like, burrows into the peat bog below and leaves. Because this is shit. It just took, like, half its health and damage from automatic attacks. <sighs> Mine wasn't automatic, technically. So, you guys dispatch the the cannibal god, the necrophage. That is not the necrophage, or the only one. Right? Well, we can talk about that later, but you dispatch the necrophage you were dealing with. 
Awesome. Yeah, let's get to the observatory. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna keep that. Uh, I'm gonna keep that committed. We don't need to walk right along the ground as we move very, very quickly towards the observatory. So he's creating uh, golden plates of essence that you're just following him behind. Well, I, I just I don't have to cross the intervening space. He just oh. creates one, and I pop off next to him. Oh my god! So both of you look like you're clipping. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Even better now that you mentioned it, because Golden Home of the Wanderer makes him permanently clipped out with the physics engine of creation. So like he'll walk, it'll look like he's walking at a normal pace, but he'll be going super fast, like like in that episode of Rick and Morty with the simulation. And you you just do whatever, you just cross distance without really moving. You guys are really <laughs> fucking with with uh with uh, physics in the area. Yeah, your your peers might be angry at us. I didn't think Siberian martial arts were uh, were like a problem. I thought they were sort of integrated with the ideas of fate. Yeah, but none of the descriptions of them show that they're integrated with the ideas of fate. They're all fucking weird and strange and don't make any goddamn sense. So that can't be true. It doesn't it, I'm not saying they are hurting anything, but they are definitely not harmonious with fate. That's a lie. I would say that it's more like hacking fate. You're using fate against itself. Like, Soul or the Maze are going to go down and be like, Okay, so all 100 of you have been using a variety of exploits and bugs that the Titans left in creation to fight each other and other things. And we're going to tell you that that's bullshit, but we're not going to do anything about it. <laughs> but uh, one of you guys printed out a shirt and mailed it to everyone in the department that said serial martial arts are totally legit and natural. And uh, we saw that, <laughs> and we were really pissed off that you did that on company time. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm sure that one of my peers would actually do that too. Probably a chosen of, uh, of probably chosen of Serenity. It's like I'm a chosen of Nocturnal or that that deity. What was his name? Nix. It's like Nox. Uh, Nox. And like the the main's like, no, you're not. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, I have my new cast mark. He's tattooed a different cast mark on his forehead. And they're just like this fucking department. You fucking interns. So, you guys flee the horror scene. And by flee, I mean you just travel through like you own the place. Uh, and arrive at the observatory. Large, squat, rectangular building made out of solid, strong uh, limestone and uh, whatever salt stone is. Uh, that has other buildings connected to it in kind of a campus arrangement. Wildly overgrown. Alright, I had to turn off wearing the fight fantastic or else everything's going to crumble around me. Oh yeah, you're doing a lot of entropic damage to the area around you. Yeah. Okay, so I, I reappear in the reality. With all my spiders and showing. Yeah, there you go. You really showed that person who's boss. Use your martial arts more. Not now, internal spiders. Not now. Not now, spiders. Just yelling that to the wind. So, what do you guys do? Um, I guess we're going to go in. Okay, you guys head inside the observatory of Rathus. So, moving back to Max and Zack... You guys are speeding along in your Velocipede uh, shell that you've built. Oh, whoa. Max is totally gone. Alright, let's pause.
Alright, so, moving away from the Sidereal and the Gatimian, we cut back to the Velocipede and the work of Heroes Advancing Algorithm and Hunter of Shades as you guys take to the streets. Hello? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you guys up to? Where are you going? What is your plan? Well, we were going to uh, go to the other airship tower. And that was the rendezvous point. Okay. Uh, so, to cross the... the to, cr to get across to get to that tower, you'll have to cross that giant road in the middle of uh, the city. And head through some dense vegetation. Uh, are you going to off-road? Uh, can the small off-road? Can the small what? You broke up a bit. Can the motorcycle thingy I made off-road? Your Tron motorcycle that you built around yourself, that's a Velocipede, uh, probably can, yes. Yeah, we should probably go off-road then. Wait, the Predator's chasing us. He's the scary thing that makes people stay off the roads. Yes, he is. He is probably hunting you right now. Uh, I'm going to guess he probably has some sort of supernatural tracking, so take the... I th I'm going to suggest taking the big road most of the way, then off-road, far enough away that he can't directly guess where we're going. Okay. Alright. Uh, as you're going, you notice that um, a lot of the, the native animal life and the stalkers of Rathis because um, you have fairly good vision, are fleeing away from you. Like, they're they're heading out. They're gone. Well, that's not ominous at all. All right. And Hunter, as... of, Hunter of Shades, the champion suggests that you man one of the shoulder turrets while we are away, as it is not feasible for you to engage in melee combat while we are at speed. Absolutely. Alright, traveling towards the observatory, uh, there is a rather large lake in the middle of the city, because most of the city is underground. Uh, it looks like the city itself collapsed here and then flooded during monsoon season, so it's a lot of crushed buildings and broken floor. Um, it has like, exposed piping and canals and channels. Uh, as you're, You'll have to either drive around it or uh, drive over it. Hmm, we can't jump it. Uh, as awesome as that would be, and I have a plan for that, I was actually planning for you to come in jumping stuff later, it is quite large. It is basically a city block worth of lake. Hmm. Well, I don't actually breathe. Uh, does the far slope look like, like we could motorcycle up it while underwater? I mean, once you're in the water, couldn't you just swim? Like, turn yourself into having swimming tur turbines? Wait a minute. This is Rothus. We should not do that at all. <laughs> Leeches live in water. Yes, as do Mosok. Yes, they do. Yeah, we should probably skirt the edge of it. Alright, you skirt around the edge of the uh, collapsed uh, city structure and the dark, dark water that it lies within. 
Uh, as you're going, you'll notice that the edges of the city itself seem to be rotten. Like, something's wrong with the stone structures and the vegetation around here. It has pockmarks in it that are full of uh, moist, wet peat moss and uh, kind of grown over uh, bog. Mm-hmm. There's nothing alive in this area. Like, no critters stay around here. Hmm. Well, this isn't ominous at all. Remind me, was the area next to the outer wall somewhat more clear? Yes. The the outer walls are have a little bit harder time of the vegetation growing over it because the walls are large and strong and sturdy and a little bit enchanted. So you could probably use the walls as kind of cover. Hmm. Hunter of Shades, have you any suggestions? The champion's survival death is optimized for a different sort of claustrophobic and entirely hostile environment. Hmm. I'm, I'm coming up blank. I got nothing. Not for this one. Could we just shoot our way through? You're just gonna murder everything in this bog? Like, shoot directly forward, and trees and buildings can't have that many hit points compared to the scale we use. Will yeah. that work? Yeah, go for it. You just start shooting your way through the bog? <laughs> yeah. Alright, so a lot of these structures and trees are a lot weaker than they look because you're shooting through them now with, like, crossbow bolts and ballistas and essence cannons. And, uh, just starts blowing things open. A lot of these trees have a uh, gooey chocolate center that is full of tar and acid. Uh, and there are things, like, large, uh, pseudopodal tendrils coming out of the tree stumps and the bog, uh, screeching and retreating back into the ground. And you guys just run roughshod right over it. Hmm. Uh, after a bit of traveling, uh, you come across the other airship tower. It's uh, It has a sort of cleared out area around its base uh, that's been shored up with um, walls and stone and rubble that's been packed together. Uh, there's a fair amount of bodies on the ground that have just been left there and been picked clean by scavengers, so it's just a, a piles of bones. The door at the base of the tower itself has been sealed up and collapsed in, so people can't get in through there. And many of the uh, windows are just completely sealed up for the most of it. Hmm. Could I command the wheels and open it? Well, they're sealed up not by, like, a lock, but by debris. And, like, packing and, and siege stuff. Hmm. Uh, what was that Dragon King's goddess name in? Name again? The Lizard Queen. Hmm. So, in Old Realm, Algorithm's external speakers are going to say, Yeah, hey, uh, we were... Are directed here by the Lizard Queen. Sorry. These are directed here by the Lizard Queen. <laughs> the, uh, the donut-shaped dock area at the top of the tower, one of the docking shutters starts to slide open, 
uh, slowly and with a lot of strain, as if the, the, the internal workings have warped. And that's open up there. Mm. Well, I guess we're climbing in there. Be ready on the guns. We might need to shoot our way out of here. Gotcha. Alright, uh, you climb the tower, and you can see Rathus from here, and all of the junglescape below. And yeah, you crawl inside the docking shutter. It's dark in here, not very well lit. And there are figures in here. Drain kings, uh, stalkers, uh, for the most part, just in this room, covered in rags and armor and uh, vegetative uh, aesthetics. And they're, they're, they have you at a wide berth, like they, they're, they're hiding behind cover or just staying in like small doorways and arches and are just kind of looking at you as you enter because you're a giant golden man. What does the, uh, oh, I was going to say, what does the, uh, do the dead bodies continue inside or are they all outside? All of them are outside. Okay. Do these appear to be any smarter than the stalkers we are housebreaking? Uh, they're wearing clothes and have tools and have, like, personalization on their outfits. Hmm. So, about, uh, as good as our walkie-talkie smart one. Walkie-talkie smart one. <laughs> <laughs> My god. What's it called? Uh, top teeth? Yes, they they look about as smart as top teeth, yes? Uh, smarter? Top teeth is like a, some sort of hungry scavenger. We tell them that the, uh, who, Hunter of Shades, who's inside me, the champion wonders if we should inform them that the stalker is following us. Uh, if you want them to panic, that's a great idea. He was considering evacuating them. I mean, feel free if you think you got a plan, but uh, I think you're going to be dealing with a lot of uh, panic. Would it be uh, advised that you go and treat with them? Are you capable of speaking the tongue of the old realm? I think I can manage. They appear to be somewhat off-put by the champion's size and glorious appearance. I'll go see what I can do. You just make sure if... when... when the Predator shows up that we know about it. It will be done. So, speaking of, uh, can Algorithm see the Predator coming from up here? Uh, you could probably like with the see... You could probably see him from up here. You have a pretty good vantage point. Well, with the sun gift, I mean. Creation's first light, so I could, could I see out to where he is now? Or is there too much magic shit in the way? There's a lot of magic structures in Rathus. Mm. There's a lot but of cover. Somewhat, but, like, through the bog, maybe? Oh, yeah. Like, like somewhat more advanced warning than just with eyesight. Yeah, yeah. You, could, you could probably pick him up if he's coming in through the next few blocks. Mm-hmm. Unless he's, you know... Very sneaky. Which... He seem to... Isn't he a nightcast? Yeah, he is. Yeah, so very sneaky's in the job description. Wonderful. He snuck onto an airship with none of us noticing. 
I mean, I noticed. I just noticed after he was elbow deep, deep in my insides. Hmm. That that might have come out wrong. No, it's about how he thinks of it. So, you have some you have some Utah Raptors to talk to. Yeah, I do. So what? Your chest cavity opens up like in the fucking end of ET, and a and a corpse <laughs> man walks out. Well, this isn't scary at all. Who may I remind you has no guts? Mm. Yeah, there's there's a there's a arm sized hole in my torso, and subsequently no glory. Its top teeth uh, coherent enough that he could. Oh, ah, yeah, he's fine. And still, he walked and it off somewhat, after like five minutes. And somewhat loyal enough that we could send him out too to show we're not like just creepy outsiders. Yeah, you guys uh, spent influence on him, remember? Okay, let's send him out, too, so he can translate about the long pig. I mean, I have the command word, so that I'll, I'm fine. But he should still probably come. Yes, tell them about the long pig who has alcohol inside him. No, fire water and blankets. No! No, no. fucking lord! No. <laughs> we even have glass beads. No! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> okay, a pale as a corpse man, go out and offer them alcohol. Oh Barely even human. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So your chest cavity opens up, <laughs> and the fucking uh, landing pad, like the, the, the little rectangle, descends out so you can walk down the ramp. And they, they all kind of back away at the giant light as you exit the ship. That is his body. Yep, and I uh, walk out, top teeth probably right behind me, or in front. I'm not... Yeah, probably behind me. Alright. And in Old Realm, I start, Hello, people of the Tall Tower. A, uh, a Dragon King, different from ones you've seen before. He's big and uh, has a sort of flat head and a large kind of long mouth that basically more like a bipedal whale slash bipedal water-based dinosaur uh, covered in what can only be their version of full plate but it's made of obsidian rock and reinforced with uh, crystal and orichalcum kind of walks forward from the crowd Uh, hello, strangers. We come in peace. Very, and we, very good. And we come speaking, or seeking aid. Which one of you is the Autocathonian? That'd be him. I point backwards towards a hero advancing algorithm. Alright. What aid do you need from us? 
What aid do you need from us? We need the airship that you've been scavenging for parts. Um, we need it to be repaired. Uh, we can handle a lot of that ourselves, but I also need a place where I can uh, hold the predator, the hunter, until such time as uh, the airship is repaired. <clears throat> There's an arena in Rathis. The predator often flushes prey into it to kill them ritualistically. If you could guide it there, that would be your best bet to play against its habits. As for the cruiser, it has crashed not far from here, and its armory is not as scavenged as we can as possible. There are obstacles in the way inside of the debris. Is there anywhere we can... I'm not quite ready to face the hunter in a combat. Is there a place I can uh, repair myself such as I'm able? We have medical aid and surgeons here. If there's still time, I'd like to avail myself of them. We will speak to our apothecary. And that would be in which direction? Here in the tower. Um, you were sent by the Lizard Queen, the mother. Yes, that is correct. Uh, she well. spoke to us through this one here. Uh, I, I point towards Top Teeth. They, uh, they kind of just kind of pat him on the back and bring him into their group and shuffle him into their crowd. Okay. So with that being said, I think we're ready to enact on plans unless uh, Algorithm, you had anything or Max, you had anything you needed to add or needed me to add? Well, I didn't want them to be uh, ready to evacuate inside me, should the thing show up. Because if it comes here, they're probably all going to die. Also, as a side note, we are actively being tracked by the hunter. Um, the autocathonian, I gesture again to uh, the algorithm, um, has offered to evacuate everyone from the tower inside himself if the worst should happen. Hmm. The Predator does not often come to these parts. It's his territory, but he gives the tower a wide berth. It is sanctified and proofed by the Lizard Queen and her consorts, but if it is necessary, we will seek refuge inside the Juggernaut Exalt. Right. We should probably get started. Um, I need that apothecary. And if you have any maps or anything, uh, now would be the time to pull them out for uh, the auto for uh, algorithm to look at. We'll provide you with the necessary data crystals. Excellent. Um, and I think 
with I think with that we kind of just start unless again Max you have anything to add we probably should just start on the plan nope although uh, pray to Edward Dark Heathen and God imbued you with life this ship it is faster than the hunter <laughs> the cruiser is fast but it, its proof is in its armor, not in its speed. Its sails... It, it wasn't built to have swift sails. Armor's good. Armor keeps hunters from breaking in and stabbing you in the chest. The, uh, the Mosok kind of just nods and starts to lead you towards the apothecary. And I follow. <laughs> Alright, uh, this dude can throw some healing magic at you. A scene's gone by, by the way. And I think exalted healing, you or uh, godbound healing, means you have to commit effort. I think that's... Uh, yeah, if you get healed by magic, you have to commit effort. Yeah. Well, it depends. If, if it originates from a gift or something of similar power, it's usually... Oh, even low magic, you have to do it. Low magic, you do, but gifts are different. So the question is what level it's at. Yeah, it's going to be low magic. It's Dragon King Paths. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, commit over for the day, and he'll heal you seven hit points. Excellent. They, uh, the, the Apothecary is a uh, Tarok uh, that's fairly skinny and covered in uh, basically a, a plant weave that has, like, fungi growing up uh, the back of his uh, spine and down his, like, little winged arms. So there's like a lot of pollen and spores whenever he moves, and they have bioluminescence. Uh, and yeah, he, he starts packing you full of uh, moral mushrooms and whatnot, and uh, pours slight acids onto you to help them catalyze and grow into your stomach. That's rad. If we survive this, I'm going to ask him how he does that. Okay, so we cut back to the Twins of Fate. You guys are at the observatory campus. A squat stone building of obsidian and rock salt with a large uh, dome out structure that's covered in vegetation and uh, calcified Dragon King vegetation technology. Alright. We don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to have to miracle the word of knowledge to learn as much as I can to at least operate this thing. All right, well, well, you head inside the, the building first, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I, I guess we do enter the building. So I could talk about the building. Yes, you can talk about the building. I'm sorry. Debbie. Uh, all right. So yes, you guys head inside. Um, the inside of this building is called... Like, you just know this because you're going to be using your Miracle of Knowledge to kind of gather up the, the kind of background information about this place. Like, you're, you're reaching out with those spiders into the annals of history and the, the loom and whatnot. Uh, this is the Idoranian, or the, the Idoranian. Build. Pardon? Build. Build. He's saying spelled. It's just cutting e out in the first section. O-U-R-A-N-I-O-N The Idoranion. So, this is a large, like, academic research facility 
Uh, it's basically a, a sorceress uh, prognostification center. This building is the size of one of the Heptagram's libraries. It's enormous. And there's just stacks and stacks of content here, and books, and pens where people like would sit and read, and like work stations and work offices. Uh, it has like five stories to it of just library. Oh, if only we had a decade or a millennia. Uh, the building itself is in poor shape. Like large parts of the structure and the archways in the middle working are hanging loose and have been tied up with drinking vegetation technology that have just kind of been holding everything together like a web being spun. Uh, as you keep moving through, there's like what looks like sort of a merchant's area has been set up inside of here, like built into the wall. Like permanent merchants would sell goods here, and you got you two, you know, investigating can figure out that like food and drink and uh, supplies were were actually sold here to the public who would come through and have access to those this place. Ah. So it really was like the heptagram. If I had yeah. ever actually been there. Yeah. Uh, it's a college campus. Yeah. Uh, there are dormitories, there's um, meeting places, places for like people to get together and do planning. There's a calligraphy wing, like an entire wing that's just uh, calligraphy and map making. Uh, many of these texts are large and strongly bound, uh, made of stone and bone and uh, different animal materials for pages, uh, along with scrolls. Things that would last. Oh. I'm going to use my luck uh, luck skill to pick one out at random and for later usage. Yeah, that's not even magic. You can just take it. Uh, going through one of the library, going through the library basically to just find the the most useful book. There is a large book on a plinth uh, hanging off of one of the library's bookshelves, kind of like an end cap in a store uh, that just says, um, in your best approximation of high holy speech, Enchiridion. Ah, yes. Yes, that is what we need. So, yoink. It, I hope it's not booby-trapped. No! Please say it's not booby-trapped. Okay, good. No, it's just, this is a library. Well, I don't know. It might be like people think that the books need to be booby-trapped. To be fair, I, I can totally know, I totally know some chosen secrets that would do that. I'll throw you a bone. Uh, you woke up to pick up the Enchiridion, and there's like a skeleton hanging onto it on the other end of the of the wall, and he has like a bunch of spears through him because the trap, I guess, went off and it already killed him. Centuries ago. <laughs> okay. There. You happy? All right. You pick it up. A bunch of needles shoot out from behind its plinth into your neck, but the you know the venom evaporated. All right. <laughs> Ow. Ow. I one point of damage. Yeah, it's a big, weighty book that has just uh, pages of, um, it looks like um, a very light type of paper made out of thin crystal, and it feels like vellum. And it actually moves like paper, but it's clearly made of, like, a mineral. Fascinating. Fascinating. Alright, so I need to devour this book, and not literally devour it, I mean read it very, very fast. You I don't want put, to devour this book. You just put it in your inventory. Yeah. All right, you have the uh, you have the Rathus Enchiridion. All right, 
Write that shit okay. down, because that's an actual thing. Okay. Uh, eventually, as you're going through the library, uh, Mirage, there are... There's a large arch, five-sided pentagon doorway uh, it, that leads into the, the dome. Okay. Um, does this door have any obvious seal? Yes. Go on. Oh, uh, it's a pentagonal door. So, like, the base of the pentagon is the floor, and it has its five sides, and the door basically closes in from each one of its uh, sides to, like, lock in the middle. And it's locked. Does the lock have anything? Is it looking for a hearthstone? Is it... Does it have a puzzle? Is it... Is there anything obvious that it would be... It is a, uh, high holy speech kind of mind pictographic tumbler. Like, you'd have to spin it around and change the different pictograms inside and click it in. Well, if I can do that, I will do that. Alright. I mean, the two of you, uh, you, do you have knowledge? I don't have the word knowledge, if that's what you're asking. What words do you have? Alright, uh, in that case, so with the Magister and uh, Mirage, you two working together with your word of knowledge and with uh, Mirage's extensive understanding of uh, sidereal manses, because this is a sidereal manse, you guys are picking up on that real fast, this place is powered with essence, uh, you guys can get the lock locking mechanism to open. Yeah, okay. If that didn't take too long, if our followers are still alive, which I really do hope they are, they will stay alive. So uh, the five different plates of the door fold inward to the central lock, and then the central lock hovers in midair and then uh, descends down to the floor. Hmm. Are we supposed to do anything with that lock? Like, is it just going to sit there on the floor? No, it descended into the floor itself. Oh, it descended. Sorry. It probably like becomes like a little seal in the doorway. Yeah, well, instead, I, I just yeah. Instead of the door uh, sheaves or the the, the the leaves of them folding into the wall itself, they fold into the lock and the lock disappears. Because fuck expectations. Okay. Uh, Reverse Iris. Yeah. So this spherical room, this large uh, outcrop building, from the outside, it's covered in vegetation and debris and damage. Um. And you can't really see what's going on. The inside is immaculately kept. This thing's made out of pure star metal. Good lord, I've never seen this much star metal in my life. Or yeah, so it is a blinding bright cacophony of essence-charged rainbow metal uh, prisming off of each other everywhere. Like, there's hard beams of light you can walk into because they're being reflected by the prismatic effect of the star metal. Does this place have a have a natural resonance? Like, I sort of know where I can walk and where I really shouldn't? Yeah, you can kind of figure it out. Uh, it is just charged with energy, though. We need to walk carefully, and ideally with some goggles. Yeah, like, some of your clothing and some of, like, your, your weapons and stuff that aren't made of any of the magic materials are actually changing color. Permanently? Yeah. Oh, I, 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 no, no, no! I'm, I'm sure it's fairly cosmetic. 
I say to myself, knowing it's a prank and I'm going to avoid getting anything permanently color changed. Those hipster glasses things, things are goggles. Just like everything from Autochthonia, we hate that horrible sun. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god, Max has mentioned no less than eight times that they have Google glasses that can talk to Max, and the players have refused to put them on to talk to Max. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I, I know exactly when my character is going to remember that those are there. It's, it's amazing. Oh yeah, it'll be after the wondrous sights and all that. Well, like, no. like, like, we can't afford to film this part of the episode, so it just cuts to Max <laughs> listening in on his headset, and it's like, oh my god, it's like, it's like Adam and Eve in the garden. It's like being bestowed the wonders of Yahweh by himself. <laughs> it's like, god. <laughs> and, like, it cuts back to you guys, and they're, and they're using, like, prisms to put rainbows on your face, but zoomed in right onto your face, and you're just looking in a wonder all around at what's happening, but it, it doesn't cut your face ever. <laughs> And then we cut to a matte painting that's kind of blurry and out of focus. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if your character is going to handle that when the time is appropriate, I'll let I'll let that happen. <laughs> okay. So, so this is basically a giant solid star metal sphere that's built into the campus, and it is enormous it's five or six stories there's different la layers and equipment on here uh parts of it are see-through parts of it have uh the actual patterns of the stars and the, the 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 cosmos themselves built into it and there's viewing devices and uh charts and projectors all built through here it's like every observatory ever rammed together so this thing would basically look like a giant disco ball on the ground looking outward. Uh, except a bit more uh, majestic. Oh yeah. Then again, you know, yeah. you're in like a Mayan rune with dinosaur people and leech gods and then just, oh here's university campus that's old and mysterious full of art, eldritch knowledge and here's the greatest observatory ever, a disco ball! And it's pumping off rainbows and music. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> and like to you guys it's like, it's wonderful. Truly, the first stage knew no bounds in their in their uh, aesthetic. <laughs> this is fantastic. This hey. eclipses the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. A disco ball. But yeah, mirrored surfaces everywhere, and actual hardened light that you walk on to get to places like staircases and ramps and floor plans, and you adjust different uh, lenses and stuff to move to different parts of the building. Yes. Unfortunately, I do have the manual with me, yes? The, uh, Enchiridion? The Enchiridion of Rathis is actually a, uh, like, if, if you're just reading through it, it actually gives a super vast and far-reaching general, uh, it's a farmer's almanac for all of creation in the first age. Oh. Well, that's definitely staying on top of me. This, this is mine now. Well, I mean that in almost a literal way, too. It tells you about the seasons, temperature, mating cycles, uh, plant growth, censuses, uh, the different plants that are in season, cultural stuff, what types of silks are being used for different manufacturing processes. I can fake my reports back to Classlet for years with that thing. 
<laughs> what, you, you just Katamari roll the observe the 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 terminal sphere away and take the Enkyrene. It's like bitches. I'm on vacation. I'm, I'm not responsible for anything now. I'm gonna become a robot snail, and this is my shell. I was, actually, I was actually thinking of using the Enchiridion to make like I was doing things. Yeah, exactly. So, like, now you're basically Robot Gary from Spongebob moving around in your disco shell and sending fake reports back for hundreds of years. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah, I'm so stealing this thing when I turn into a city. I'm gonna wear this sucker. Oh, yeah, there, there's, uh, yeah, this is what this place is. It's a giant observatory. It, it's all about astrology. It's amazing. Not astronomy, the science. Science is bullshit. Astrology, your zodiacs and shit. I know, we have to use the astrology of the universe to figure this out. And let's figure out how to turn it on and use it. Well, I start to look around and see if I can find any similarity to the loom in terms of a place where one can stand to get the proper glimpse of the patterns of light. There is a hearthstone room uh, at the apex of this sphere, uh, which looks like an even more ostentation ro ostentatious room has been built around and hangs from. Well, I'm to find my way up there. It shouldn't be hard, considering I can make golden steps. You don't have to make golden steps. There's rainbow roads leading to it. Oh, that's that's much cooler. Doing that. There's also shadows on the wall. Like, like when you're walking, you don't leave a shadow, but there are shadows of other people on the wall, and those shadows are that same, you know, oil and water rainbow color moving around and picking up books and mimicking people who have long since been dead going about their business in here. Like, as you're moving around, it looks like there's, like, a thousand people in this place from the shadows and all the different uh, structures moving about using this library. Huh, it's that's like amazing. I wonder still. if I catch a glimpse of any of the, uh, of any of the couple of sidereals who have survived since the first stage. I mean, they're, they're outlines. Unless they have, like, I don't know, a horn coming out of their head, that's gonna be tricky. Oh, they're just outlines? Okay. Yeah, it's not like holographic recreations. It's their shadow, but their shadow is rainbow and permanently etched into the structure. That's still really cool. It is very cool. Alright, taking the rainbow road up to the large kind of bulb hanging from the ceiling that is the hearthstone room. Uh, the doors give way to you guys. Actually, they don't at first, but Mirage, once you start attuning essence to it and putting out sidereal essence, it just opens up. Like it shutters open and let you in. I'm going to go on in, and this room, he says, even more ostentatious. Yes, it is larger on the inside and is dominated by a machine. Uh, this machine is a one-for-one, one, like, not one-for-one, one, but it is a scaled recreation of the entire astrological cosmos of creation. Every planet... Creation, the wild, stars, comets, observatory stations, uh, living creatures that orbit around creation. 
is built into this giant thing in the center of the room that clicks and turns around stuff. It's moving slowly now and making noises, uh, but like the sun is made of solid ore chalcum that's molten and giving off light. Luna is made of uh, moon silver that's flowing like water. Creation has the different seams of jade running through it and are changing color and uh, corresponding as the essence pumps into it. Uh, and there's more star metal in here. And even under creation, creation is shown as a plate uh, that goes down kind of like an upside down cone. And the cone itself is riddled with soul steel. At the oh. very, very tip. The very smallest tip, because you have to, you're, you're, you're at railings, because the cone goes down deeper uh, into the hole in this room where this giant thing is built and scaffolded around. At the very tip is some sort of dark sun, uh, almost like an anti-light moat, something the size of a, a moat of dust that just drags light into it and is pulling it in like uh, streams of dye in a river. Did. How is this thing created? It seems to know too much. I completely agree. I start looking around the room to see if I can identify things that would indicate that that this is current. I'm not sure what, what exactly I would look for, but it would probably be something like, um, like looking at... I guess if you said it's a one-to-one -one creation, I guess you can scale down look... Oh. It'd be hard to find people or things like that. Uh, I think it's a representation, not an actual like mini Earth. Yeah, it's not no, like a mini map, but it's uh, it's a recreation of the you know the, the important celestial bodies. It's also saying right now that the 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 moon is eclipsing the sun. Right now. Yeah. Oh. So that hasn't happened for about four or five years. Okay. So is it off? No, it, it's. Parts of it are moving and clicking and, and like stuck, like their rails are broken, but uh, it's doing stuff. I, I try to track the flows of essence to see if there's uh, to see if there is something that seems to progress with time in a linear way, and if I can nudge it with a little bit with a little bit of um, sidereal essence. Um, I'm trying to see if I can if I can dial it forward a little bit and see if it tracks with time. As soon as you approach the controls, the controls fold themselves away into the uh, walkway you're on and the, the uh, railings. Um, and once they do, the floor right around you kind of puts up some guide rails and starts bringing you down on a lift. Bringing me down? Like, out of the room? No, down uh, into the, the under parts of the machine. Is it both of us or just him? Uh, do you want to go with him? Sure. Than both of you. Alright. Uh, the under machinery shows more of kind of the underworld structures and the, the kind of shadows and negative space of planets and structures underneath. Um, there is a plinth. The plinth has a satin pillow on it. On the satin pillow, under a uh, bell jar made of uh, adamant, uh, is a hearthstone. Little tiny egg made of purple and uh, blue light. Is the hearthstone from this place then? Yeah. Um, this is the hearthstone room. How long would it take me to attune a heartbeat? The mass here. What'd you say? A heartbeat. 
Well, um, it has been a heartbeat, so I have attuned it. All right, you take the hearthstone. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a Master Sidereal Mance, and that hearthstone is a level 3 hearthstone, so it has three essence tied inside of it. Wow. Um, but more than that, that probably also gives me an intuitive understanding of all the essence flows in this place. It gives you an understanding of this place. This place is complex, um, but it gives you access to some more of the workings of it. It looks like this place is on. It doesn't really ever turn off, uh, so it has to be worked on live. What do you mean by worked on live? Does that mean I, I I have to manually I have to manually manipulate the controls? It's not one. It's or is it something that I have to manually control the flows of essence so that way I can see different times or places or tendencies? You can sense that this thing's broken because it's gone. It's been running for millennia without maintenance, and uh, it requires a support staff team of uh, trained uh, sorcerers and astrologers to keep up and running. Sorcerers and astrologers. Um... You can try and use it. Like, you can still give it a whirl, but it's not as good as it has been. I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it a try, and um, I am going to see if I can peer towards the future and uh, and see where um, where Arid the Hunter is being drawn on his nearest approach to uh, to Chanta and the Enclave, and see if I can. Uh, find any other significant entities that are present for that moment. Alright, the lift brings you back up to the viewing uh, uh, walkway, or the, the uh, observation, uh, what are they called, with the railings and stuff, and the scaffolding. Scaffolding is the word, but you mean the guardrails? Yeah. Brings you back up to the observation uh, area, and as soon as you try to you know use it once you're up there, uh, the entire machine starts spinning and shifting and changing its current configuration. Um, the sun swivels closest to you guys, made of burning, hot, molten or chalcum. The moon spins in front of it, and several of the planets go in front of it to make a sort of, um, uh, icon pattern. And then light projects through all of them in a cone, and creates a, uh, hologlyphic representation, uh, in front of you guys. Oh. Oh dear. Uh, it is a man whose skin is made of jade that has segments and plating on it. Um, I'm sorry, I said man. My mistake. Nope, still a man. Yeah. Uh, with segmented plates of jade and large machinery built into his body. Uh, he has a gem embedded in his forehead, and he looks exactly like Hero's Advancing Algorithm, but made out of green jade. Green jade? Hallowed ah. are the viziers of, the, of heaven and earth. Oh. This is not a ref this is not giving me what I asked for. This is giving me something that's that's addressing us. Um, yes. Hallowed uh, I, uh, intelligence of the observatory. I am heroism advancing algorithm. How may I assist you, Star Metal Chosen? I look thoughtful for a moment and I go 
and I say, you are not heroism advancing algorithm as I knew, as I knew him. You have previously entered this request, and I have provided you the answer to it. It is not efficient for me to give the same answer twice. Hold on a second. Uh, this is me in character mentally trying to parse what he just said. Uh, this is me out of character trying to parse what he said, I should say. Um, in character, I'm not talking. Uh, <laughs> in character, I'm staying stone-faced. Well, no, in character, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm, I'm going through it because I as, a, I, as a person, sometimes talk out loud. But my character would not at this stage. Um... If I have entered a request, it would be inefficient to give me the answer twice. Which means I entered the request for that before. Oh! He's showing me other entities who were present there. In other words, algorithms present there. In other words, and my character just stops. Words talking? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear yes. you now, Max. Um... I, and at one point, I turn to the magister and go, Algorithm's still alive. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad for that. I, I had hoped. Then how are we going to... And then my character remembers the glasses in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> as, you're, uh, as you're going through that mental thing in your head, uh, Harrow's, the Jade Heroism Advancing Algorithm representation taps his pocket where your pocket would be. I say, yes, indeed. Um, and I draw them forth. And I'm going to place them on. Um, I forget, can I hear through those things? Yeah, or? they're just headsets. They're 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 just communication devices, because low magic. Yeah. And in the middle yes. of his work, he goes on the cruiser, by all holy and blessed god machine. I, I say, I say... I say, you know, second I put them on, algorithm. We just found out you're still alive. We are so, we are so pleased about that. A moment. The champion appears to be processing the visual sensation. There are numerous unusual anatomical reactions. Oh my. <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> the champion is gratified that you are both alive and is in a state of religious ecstasy upon on his examination of wherever it is you are. What can we do to assist you? Oh, uh, the it's not that we need your urgent assistance, we just, we realized that you were still alive after we saw the airship fall from the sky, and it, it is gratifying to hear your voice. Allow me to, I will allow the champion to resume his work. The champion in like, would, would like to communicate that the work on the cruiser continues apace, and ideally will be ready when you arrive for our departure. We may have additional Dragon King guests. Uh, 
out of, out of character, did you say gr- Dragon King gifts? Yes. 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 Everyone also knows vests. It. We're going to skim them and wear them as vests. That too. See my vest. See my vest. Made from real gorilla chest. You're a terrible person. He knows. Yes. All right. Okay, so we've got we've got algorithm on the line now, and I'm a, I'm hoping that uh, Hunter is still there. Hunter oh, no, no, but oh no, he fucking died. No. Hunter of Shades, while having lost a significant amount of the contents of his chest cavity, is still animate, and is liaising with the local civilized dragon kings. Civilized, you say? Well, more than the rest. They appear to be the first the personal cult of the patron goddess of this city. Fantastic. All right, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get back. We need to concentrate on this observatory, I suppose. Um, did we need their help for anything? I say, before we let you go, Algorithm, is there anything of... Is there anything that you wish for us to attempt to discern while we are here? Uh, nothing beyond on the, the queries he... Uh, uh, communicated previously if there is sufficient time. Although he is somewhat intrigued by the, the uh, holographic construct currently in front of you, and would like to know the circumstances behind its appearance, if possible. It's you from the future. Nothing to worry about. does beg the question of why it's made out of jade. But yes. Don't, don't look too closely. Anyway, we're gonna get, we're gonna get off the line with algorithm, or, or more put our focus back towards the illusion, because it's probably now flickering through the other individuals who are notably present besides Algorithm at this point. It's still Algorithm. Oh, oh, oh yeah. real quick. Like, uh, I know I can't use my uh, Artifice Gift through this connection, but could I still... Could I uh, give them some technical or help us like, yeah, if you bend that a certain way, it will flow more smoothly or all that to sort of help them with the oh, fact yeah. it's not you quite could, working? You could definitely lend your knowledge and your expertise. All right. Okay. I will attempt to apply that knowledge with my old, frail man hands. Hey, you have Autocathonian tech support on the line. <laughs> so yes, the representation is staring you down. Mirage? Well, I, I say, there are, are there others, or is this the only notable individual who is present at that time? Your query is not in line with the reason entered for you coming here. Please try to stay on task. (laughs) 
my vision become my vision starts to become very tightly focused. And I, and I said, and and I ask, is the entity that I am addressing the the um oh god out of character? What would be the? There's no AI in animating uh, intelligence. There is AI animating intelligence. Am I addressing the animating intelligence of the observatory or some more independent entity? Negative. The animating intelligence systems designed by the Twilight cast of the Solar Deliberative would not be able to properly handle the essence channels and astrological calculations required to keep this device operational. In its stead, I am a composite... A composite predictive response system uh, designed by the user uh, ahead of time and implemented at the time of your session. The user? Affirmative, comrade. So we created you through time shenanigans. It uh, gestures to a panel behind you where there's a list of active people who've used this thing and you guys have already signed up. I turn around That list is centuries old. As in, someone signed us up before this time, or that it was signed us up knowing we would be here. Either yes. way, this isn't going to stop me from giving, from fixing um, the Magister with a with a mock stare saying, you have been messing with the timeline again, haven't you? Only a little bit. Maybe, maybe a bit more. It it appear it appears that it appears that um that the one who portended that we would be here knew better our purpose than we do. Our purpose, as we understand it, is the is the triumph over Arid the Hunter. Correct, and we have multiple methods about which to go to it, which should anything else pop up, we would go, uh, we would use the observatory for. The resolution of the stalking behemoth at the Klaslat Enclave had several possible outcomes that could have been implemented by the exults who chose to intervene on the citizens' behalf. Would you like to hear of some of these possible outcomes they would choose? Yes, absolutely. At one point, they decided to divert the Titan to a place called Thorns and engage a ancient ghost and its personal retainer. This ended in tragedy for the citizenry of Thorns, but on a moral scare, scale uh, deigned by heaven and earth, uh, was one of the better options, as the people who died were living lives at such a low standard that it wasn't really even considered murder at all. Can you take us through the um, the other most likely permutations? At one point, there, oh, oh, sorry. In their ear, ear algorithm chimes, perhaps it would be better to ask which one worked. Well, that one did work, supposedly. Yes, the behemoth was successfully slain by the larger, deader behemoth. 
Mm. We could skip to the chase and see which is the one that we actually chose. No, that it, I shake my head to him and I say it does not work like that. I fail to see how. The observatory, much like much like the loom, looks at probable actions. It sees the likelihood of events based on the laws of things. And being that we manipulate the essence of reality directly, we we are not charted in a linear way. It does not predict in a linear way. Time itself is a funny thing. I turn towards I turn towards the uh, the the um, the entity before us, and I say, "Is it possible to show us?" the path that we have that we will inevitably choose no there are many paths you have already chosen that have already been executed so the answers given here would only pertain to the paths that you will eventually choose not ones that have been definitively chosen as definitively chosen paths only lead you to the moment where you come to this entity and interact directly with the Ori of Aranthu. I, I turn towards um towards uh, the Magister and give us and give a slight smile like, "Yep, I was right." And then turn back towards him and say and say, "Thank you for the clarification." It is no problem, comrade. Though if you had spent less time studying fisticuffs and more time working with your tutor, you would have expanded your knowledge base to not have to confirm with the entity of the Ori of Aranthu. It was for the edification of my friend. Ah! Deceptions aside. The, um... We need to... We need to, uh, go through several of the more likely permutations. In one event, the exalts who chose to intervene on behalf of the Klaslat Enclave uh, attacked Erad in hand-to-hand -to -hand combat. Several were slain in about two different, different, two dozen different scenarios, but Erad was eventually pushed back to the wild where he retreated. Perhaps we should ask about the more uh, successful ones. That was successful. Yes, I, I say... In any of these scenarios, was the Southern Sphinx involved? Yes. At one point, they traveled to the city of Rathus and used the observatory within to find the location of the Sphinx, awaken it from its slumber and ally with it to bring a retinue of champions against Ered in the south, and pushed him back. That's of particular importance, as a, that is the one that we are currently on. Two further questions on that line. Was there greater or lesser loss of life between that and the previous scenario? But do you mean the one about thorns or the, the actual previous one? The immediately previous one. There was a higher. There are higher instances of of all of the Exalt's companions in battle chosen walking away from the fight intact than fighting them without the battle cat. And now I'm not saying. 
Though that does lead the the defeat of Arid does spare the champions' lives, but eventually leads them on a path where your companion, the Magister, encounters a most troubling resolution. I dare to ask what it means by troubling. We all reach our death. I I look at him and I say is the answer to my companion's question available? Difficult to say as the Magister is cut from destiny, but some sources say that it is possible that after defeating Eret the Hunter, the Exults are emboldened by their triumph over one of creation's first monsters, and spirited their way to the Blessed Isle to confront the true Magister who is living his life as, as Sir Inville. Uh, when confronted by his, when the original magister is confronted by his doppelganger, uh, revelations about each other's lives are brought to bear that causes the exalted magister to fall into a great moral and philosophical quandary and resulting depression. His quality yes. of life decreases approximately thirty-five percent, and his happiness plateaus at about twenty-seven for the next preceding months. Um, what is the location at which we located the, at, at which we located the Battle Cat in the most recently discussed scenario? Well, in the south, in its temple uh, pyramid where it is sealed. Is it... Is it possible to, with some precision, ascertain the location, as that is our purpose, as that was our original purpose in arriving here? Yes. When, upon arriving at the at the Rathus Observatory, the Exalted uh, came into the Orrery and transcribed the information to their books. The Magister took the Enchiridion, and inside there was a note left behind by himself, detailing of where to find the Battlecat tomb. I am going to open up the Enchiridion and find that note. Yeah, it's written by you. Oh, hey, hey, me. How's it going? It, it, you want, might want to know this. In the note to talk back to him? I don't know what's going on here, and I don't like it. Oh, this is in my handwriting, and it's using my language. And even my little... Hmm. Okay, then. Well, we now have the location of the Battle Cat. I, I don't know. Is there, are there any other notable? Are there any other notable long enemies of Arad the Hunter who we sought out in some different scenarios? In one scenario, the champion, the exalted of Klaslat, lured Arad the Hunter into Rathis after consulting with the observatory and finding the location of the battle cat. They thought it would be best to lure Arid here to fight the predator of Rathis while they got the battle cat, culminating in several weeks of adventuring in which the battle cat, the exalted, Arid the hunter, and the predator all met in the arena at Rathis and had a clash of titans, resulting in Arid being laid low and retreating, and the predator being too wounded to continue harassing Rathis and retreating into the brush. In some cases, either side died. Out of character, I know this is not a good idea, but that sounds absolutely epic, and I kind of want to do it. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh no, we're totally doing that now. Except we're going to cheat and bring backup. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Alright, uh, okay, so I think we have our questions answered for the majority ones. Do we want to ask the personal ones? I ask, how is it possible, in what manner do I, in some scenarios, glean insights from the operations of this manse and the observatory that enhance the loom of things? Could you restate the question? In some, in certain scenarios, do I do I investigate the workings of the observatory and thus bring those secrets to and in some way improve the loom of fate? In some, yes, but in many events, the exalted from Klaslet instead take the observatory as a base of operations after purging the predator from Rathis and his. Carnophage god beneath. Using this observatory, they uncover secrets about the upper operating echelons of Yushan's culture and decide that it's best to keep the observatory for themselves to help push back against those threats. This is in direct relation to the revelation of the Magister's life and doppelganger issues. I don't think. Do they, make, do they achieve full utility of the observatory? In some scenarios, yes. Do they have a more direct connection in those scenarios to the five score fellowship? Restate. Do they allow the five score fellowship? Do they allow members of the five score fellowship exempting myself? to utilize the observatory at times when they wish. In very few scenarios is the Five Score Fellowship giving stewardship of this observatory. Is that particularly a bad thing? I'm not entirely certain. Alright. In how many scenarios does the Classlet Enclave um, align itself? Actually, out of character, scratch that. I don't actually have the question properly formulated, so. Alright, I believe this time we should ask for Hunter of Shades' uh, question. Yes. The Hunter wishes to take down the Paragon. The, what is uh, the most. The Avatar changes to be a man from the south in a uh, workman's smock with tools on hand and a large bushy graying beard uh, with a mechanical eye. Mm. Uh, Zach, we have live feed of this, so if you recognize him, you could say. Okay, we're back. So yeah, Zach, uh, live feed, that's your creator. Uh, that Is he different in man... some way? Yeah, he has a machine eye now. Oh, that didn't happen. 
that would be the man who made me, although I didn't know him long. Uh, the eyes knew, though. You had a question? Oh, yes. Uh, you built me for a purpose. That purpose was to kill the perfect of Paragon. What's the best way to go about it? Insufficient user rights. <laughs> Out of character, I sort of knew that was going to happen. Oh, no. Well, I, I suppose I should ask what the best way to, for the hunter to go, uh, what the most successful way for the hunter to kill the paragon is. Every time you ask it a question, it kind of looks like it's about to say something, stops, and then gives you an answer. All right. Perfect, by the way. Perfect of Paragon. I thought it was the prefect. No, he's no. he's not a he's not a boy in a in a university who's at top of his class. He's the perfect. He's the asshole who calls himself perfect. Ah. But uh, I see where your mind's going there, Magister. Uh, the perfect of Paragon. The best, most expedient way to kill him is to get a band of exults who are allied with you and want to help you. And go in and disrupt his rule. What specific scenarios do you want played out? The champion wishes to know what the most likely outcome of his death is. Insufficient user credentials. <laughs> Can we just like copy their questions? <laughs> I, I, I am going. I am going to start repeating their questions in ways that sound less absurd and, and mechanical. We'll right. see who has insufficient permissions when I plug into you directly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it turns out through this whole session, it was the observatory that was going to get molested. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> My god. Alright. Killing the perfect of Paragon is a problem because he has dead man switches set up for the end of his rule. One of them is the citizens of Paragon dying in such a way that they create hungry ghosts and angry specters. Alright, so we probably need to figure out a way to do it without that happening. Yes? If you want. Either way, he's dead. It's true. I was built for one reason. That's right. Lee, standing next to Shade, says, Would it not be possible to freeze him in the containment mans instead of killing him directly until everyone involved in the dead man switch has died of natural causes? I mean, that's possible. I don't think it's what was in mind I mean it works yeah I mean it's a way I mean hey if you want to save lives that's a really good way to do it that's an excellent way to do it I should have built a robot <laughs> or a large freezing block huh. you'll get him though it seems unconcerned about the probability of this one 
you didn't ask about the probability, you asked uh, what would be the best way to do it. Grab a bunch of exalts. Out of character, should we leave that question or continue hammering at it? Zach, you have an opinion on the matter? Uh, say that one more time, I'm sorry. Uh, out of character, should we leave the question at that or continue hammering? Um, like In character, it's about what I expected. It hasn't changed my plans much. Uh, I think... I think we can leave the questioning at that. Worst comes to worst, we can always come back. I don't think we can come back, but... Oh, we're coming back. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. If I have to send in a fleet of golden skyships to raise the city around the observatory to the ground first, we're coming back. <laughs> All right. Well, so, the class lap thing? The class lap thing. Let's see, what was the wording of the, what you said about that? The best way to uh, maintain good relations with the surrounding communities and to be efficient. All right. And in supporting class lap. Okay. So, I will repeat that to the... Uh, Yes, I will repeat that to the, the question. All right. Um, hmm. There are several scenarios that play out for Klazlat to have good relations with the surrounding community. One of which Klazlatians become a sort of extermination force, rounding up as many fair folk as possible and putting them into the kiln to forge them into Jadeborn. This in turn feeds the Jadeborn with more of their kin. They set up an outpost with the Enclave and work together. The two of them end up exterminating a rather large court with the help of their exalted uh, patrons. There's blowback, but that spirals off into several different directions depending on who exactly is in charge of it. Right. Expected utility of that path? It's about as successful as you'll get working, cooperating with the Halton region. In another scenario, uh, long-standing geo geotectonic politics in Autochthonia causes Klaslat to move into a more aggressive harvesting posture. An attaché is assigned to the Enclave made of soul steel. The attaché form forms a uh, extermination squad that's a little more ruthless with dealing with the fair folk. This squad ends up wiping out the court and plunging deeper into their territory to bring back resources. This starts a fair folk incursion into the Halton region that makes Halton very chilled towards the class Latians for invoking the wrath of the fair folk that they've had alliances with with so many generations. Drawing the region into a war that leaves Halton weak enough for the Bull of the North to incur in and take the territory. But stretching the Bull of the North's army enough that... The Realm and Lukshai actually work together to fight him back and slay him. His death causes a breach of political breakdowns and clan issues across the north that eventually lead to the seasonal gods being put to the sword and forged into star metal. Okay, we can probably stop there. That's, uh, that's not something that we want to happen. Likely outcomes of the champion... Completing the civic metamorphosis. 
kind of just stops, like it freezes. And, uh... <laughs> you broke it, it blue screen. The Jade version of Heroes of Algorithm comes back. In many scenarios, the great nation of Hadal becomes the crowning jewel of the Blessed Isle, contributing to the increased efficiency of mining operations and civic infrastructure spreading throughout creation. This seed patropoli inevitably becomes the crux point in hi the, the focal point in history for when creation went from a barbaric savage land to a more refined and cultured civilization. <laughs> well, good to have the future on my side. <laughs> the predicted future, don't forget that. Oh, we'll just make it real with fire and sword. All of this has happened before. All of this will happen again. Could that be explained in somewhat more detail? Time flows like a river, some say in creation, as creation always must inevitably use a Gaian concept to explain something mathematical. But a river flows into an ocean, and an ocean through various atmospheric and weather-based processes inevitably feed back into, a, into the river itself. So, if you want to explain it like a normal person would, time is a circle, a loop. Hmm. Feel like I'm out of the loop. I believe it was my question last. Then. Like a dozen questions pop into my mind at the same time. In the case where the Magister uh, defeats the doppelganger that has taken his life, what happens to the Magister? Uh, the Avatar changes. Uh, it is now a woman. She has Earth-aspected dragon-blooded markings on her. She is wearing realm clothing. She looks to be biologically in her late 40s. Uh, she looks fairly weathered. Uh, and she has a house mons of uh, tepet on her clothing. Right. No, wait, please. No, don't answer that question. That was too broad. That's... I don't want to be locked into that. Um... Before you can proceed further, you must clarify terms. There are several versions of the Magister that exist in these prognostifications, and they are very fluid in their identities and their assignations in the astrological calculations. That is a problem. Uh, let us define the one... The one that 
currently resides in the heptagram as the other magister and the one that is currently in the rathis as uh, the primary ma magister just for these classifications unfortunately are not accurate enough for the orrery there is tepid invil there is exalted invil and there is magister invil and then there is the other invil the other invil Exalted Invil hosts the other Invil within his exaltation. Oh. You know who they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to drill something into his skull so that thing can talk to the rest of us. What, like a mouth coming out of it? Like Voldemort? <laughs> no. no <I'm> <laughs> You'd have to wear a turban and everything and be afraid of vampires. Hmm. Nah, we can just, just hook a speaker up to his nervous system. So so there's four of them. There's Tepet Invil, there's Exalted Invil, there's Other Invil, and what was the fourth one? Magister Invil. Magister. Magister. Is the Magister Invil a combination of the Exalted Invil and the Other Invil? Incorrect. Trying to figure out which one I am. She goes You're the into, exalted Invil. She goes into her pockets and pulls out um, some string, like silk thread, and starts to do like a cat's cradle. And basically puts it together so that there is one line going in the center of the cradle, and then it splits off into, into three lines. And two of those lines are spun together. In the center is Magister Invil. At a various point in the Thread of Destiny, Magister Invil was removed from the Loom of Fate. Okay. This did not correspond to the events as they occurred in creation, because creation and Loom of Fate were not synchronized properly at this time. And then she points to the two intertwining lines. From here, Exalted Invil and Other, and other Invil continued existing as an exaltation, as a Katimian Exalted. And then she points to the other thread. From here, Tepet Invil continued on with his destiny. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. Are you telling me that Tepet Invil actually exists and it wasn't some entity? It didn't exist before that point. The entity that is Tepet Invil did not exist, as Tepet Invil's destiny was forked from the original Magister Invil uh, destiny in the Loom of Fate. Someone assumed that destiny and used it. Unfortunately, due to the incomplete and crude nature of removing your destiny, Infil's destiny from the Loom of Fate, you spun off as a Katimian Exalted with other Invil wrapped into your exaltation. Okay, so there is actually somebody that... What happens? Okay, so... Okay. Yes, there is a spiritual entity that resides inside your destiny. Magister okay. Invil's uh. destiny. You're not Magister Invil. Oh. Magister Invil's destiny was hollowed out so that the shell of it can continue existing and have someone inside of it. That is where the spirit lies. You were what was hollowed out of Magister Invil's destiny and the corresponding person in creation that destiny was tied to cast aside. Usually this would mean your quick, sudden death as fate and destiny would correspond to correct this imbalance. Other Invil wrapped around you and exalted you into a Katimian Exalted. 
Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And other Invillanires one. For all intents and purposes. Yeah, that's right. Yes, I know, you're just the voices in my head. And that part of you they wouldn't get rid of. I feel like I'll have to talk to you more directly, unless as a fiction of my mental image. Magister's just talking out loud, guys. <laughs> I know! <laughs> Every time! <clears throat> right. I have lost track of my what my question is. Okay. So, uh, Exalted in Magister will run into Tepet in Vil. Yes. That seems... I suspect that there's only very few probabilities of that not happening. It is inevitable. Out of character, I've completely lost what I was going to say to say <laughs> about this. Oh, there's too fucking much that was revealed to me. We can't all be glorious golden gods. Somehow, I am not concerned about that at the moment. I am concerned about the other Invil. I'm concerned about the origin of that and finding that. The other Invil is a natural byproduct of, remo of removing a mortal from the Loom of Fate and their destiny. Mortals are tied up into two primary concepts, an inner and outer concept. Uh, that of the higher functioning... Uh, that of higher functioning and lower functioning. When you were removed, when you were removed from your, when Magister Inville was removed from the Loom of Fate, and the interior was scooped out and left to die in creation, and exalted as exalted Inville and other Inville, those two concepts, the positive and the negative, the shadow and the ego, the Hun and the Poe, uh, bound together into a new entity. That makes a lot more sense. Alright. Okay. Uh, out of character, I need some help here. <laughs> I need some help from you guys on what to ask. What to ask. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. The likely outcomes of the meeting? Alright. And perhaps the... Uh, 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 yeah, that's probably the best start. Oh, and uh, uh, the best course for real Omadzister, or if you were to try to uh, deal with the fallout out of fake one's life. Like, if you tried to get your life back, would it be a good idea? Alright, yeah, that's pretty reasonable. This would be impossible. She points to the coil thread, the new destiny that does not exist in Luma Fate, as this is merely string representing what could be happening, has outgrown the original destiny and taken on its own life, as all exalted do. The Luma Fate has no direct control over you. Correct. But now we ask about what will probably happen. I was responding to the last question. The oh, about yes, how yes. you get your life back. The answer is you don't. Nobody recognizes you as Magister Inville. Magister Inville has ceased being. Tepid Inville exists now, and he is recognized as Tepid Inville, and you are recognized as a doppelganger. Which is frustrating to me. 
Yes, <clears throat> I will, and I will find the uh, the Tepet Inville. What are the best outcomes for the Magister Inville to walk out of that meeting? Mag uh, Magister Inville does not exist. There are no outcomes for him. His existence ended. I, I'm sorry, Exalted Inville. Exalted Inville meeting with Tepet Inville leads to a severe decrease in mental stability and general personal well-being in every scenario. This changes... This, this is fairly certain in most permutations and predictions. Specific events branch off from there. Alright. Alright. Okay. I think I think that's all the questions I wanted to ask. Guys? Yeah, I don't have anything to add at that point. Hmm. I feel like I should be asking something more, but I'm not sure. She keeps playing with the cat's cradle and keeps kind of shortening the string so that where it branches off and where it continues kind of focuses into the point where it breaches, like the point where it's the thread splits. Oh. Kind of looking of at uh, kind of looking at Mirage tapping her foot. Perhaps we should ask what questions we should be asking. Of course. <laughs> what is the best course of action to find who what caused that <clears throat> point of split? Ah, she puts the string away. The, these events have already occurred. There is no need to predict the outcomes of those events as they've already recorded within the observatory. The Magister Inville's destiny was clipped from the Loom of Fate by a Sidereal Exalted, and then given to the spiritual entity that hides inside the hollowed-out thread. Oh! Oh. I, I turn and... I turn and fix the, fix the image with a look. This is news to me. What is the cast of the Sidereal that did this? I don't remember what the cast is. <laughs> well, you've got journeys. Oh, I have it written down. No, no, I have it oh. written down. Sandal Fawn removed Magister Inville's thread from the Loom of Fate, scarred it out during a maintenance period. Sandal. Wait a second. Why do I know that name? Wait, that. That's my mentor, isn't it? She kind of just gives you guys a look like, yeah. The out of character, I was like, wait a second, wait a second. Okay, that, that's a problem. All right, Sandalthon, I have, I have a new person to punch in the face. I just forgot what cast uh, they were. That's fine. That's fine. 
Oh, she's a Chosen of Battles. I had it written right there. It just wasn't obvious. It wasn't bolded. Uh, out of character, that's my mentor. <laughs> but yeah, which is like, Sandal fondly Chosen of Battles. She removed blah blah. She kind of is looking at the... looking at Mirage. Expectantly. Why? The purpose behind it? Is it possible to see? There are many possible reasons why Sandalfon would have removed Master Inville's thread from the Loom of Fate to work with the entity living inside of the thread. It ranges from personal interest, curiosity, uh, greater machinations, uh, devotion. Uh, it is very hard to connect that one, as the Serial Exalted are more aloof in our calculating procedures. I suppose I will have to ask her. Alright. Well, I, I feel like we could spend an eternity down here. We might. I said I feel like we will need to deal with the Predator at some point in the future because this is something that can't merely be left to waste in the middle of the wilderness. I'm not so sure it should be revealed. Perhaps. A destiny shown has destiny solidified. That is not so. You heard that yourself. True, true, yes. Yes, sorry, I am very disquieted. Uh, yes. The champion wishes to state a maxim um, of autocathon and divine in a uh, sir, divine dogma. To rely entirely upon calculation is to be simultaneously enslaved by it. It is the duty and function of the hero to make use of available expectations and to subvert them where necessary in the service of God and nation. In brief, if fate is not a cage except to those who fear it. I nod and I say, well said, Algorithm. Should we take our leave, though? Uh, every moment that we spend, the Predator advances upon Algorithm's position, I imagine. Yes, let's not linger over long. But I feel like we should ask so many more questions. So, you guys have asked your questions? Yeah. Alright, uh, at that point, then, the or the... Orary shuts down, like the, the, the representation disappears and all the planets begin realigning themselves in a kind of on a, on a rusty track sort of motion. This place bothers me. The champion does wish to make aware that at certain stability members of the crew have also gone into this ecstasy. 
It may be wise to avoid mortal exposure to the interior of the observatory for the time being. Very well. <sighs> okay. Uh, right, the predator. The predator is probably advancing on you. We need to get out of here. Is there anything else we need? Is there anything else we're forgetting? I can think of nothing. Then we need to get out of here as fast as possible and get out of Rathus. All right. The two more esoteric scholars of the circle uh, tear themselves away from a super future predicting uh, machine and begin to make haste towards the skyship tower. Where? The fate twins. Where the liminal and the alchemical are working away, trying to get that uh, warship salved, properly salvaged and getting ready to fight off the predator. So I think this is a good place to end it for the night. Probably. Okay. All right. I think so. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. This was pretty good. You guys are a bunch of steps closer to not only dealing with Ered the Hunter and the Predator and finding the Battle Cat, but also to fixing Class Lat and finding out about Shadow Magister. Shadow Magister. The Shadow. Shadow Magister. The Fifth Magister. <laughs> Jeez. Who's apparently outside of fate because of all that demon messing with that kind Where of thing. Where do I kill that guy, right? <laughs> Hopefully. You can't stab me. I'm the Magister. What are you talking about? I could totally stab you. There. It's in your belly. Like, he, like, switches around with you. It's like, which one's the real Magister? And, it's like, me. Hi. And, like, you you take out, like, a cigarette and, like, put it out into his eye. It's me, guys. Hey. <laughs> hey. I'm in control now. I What's live up, here. everyone? Or we stab them both. Let fate uh sort it out. I like the idea that one of us just goes, Magister, quick, what are the spiders saying? And one of them answers, and the other one's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Magister, do what the spiders tell you. And like that, Magister starts smoking on the spot. <laughs> starts killing orphans, yeah, and we're like, no that's one. our Magister. Oh, yeah. How adorable. Lights his cigarette with library book pages. <laughs> Such oh, a rebel. God. Gets a tattoo. Oh no! Just right there, like as they're all standing there. Yeah, like like a guy comes in, he gets in the chair, they start working on his arm. He like opens up a magazine, and he's just reading as it's happening. The other magister is like, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. What's happening? Start starts investing in bad stocks, just. I'm going to rent this place, but it's worth about 70% of my yearly income. It's okay. It's a good investment, renting. High risk, high reward. <laughs> I'm, going to buy I'm going to buy a car new, but, uh, but I'm not going to look for a used one first. Starts running a chop shop out of a storage unit. No, no, no. You're like, quick, Magister. Do what the spiders say, and... Exalted Masters, like, I just bought a bunch of timeshares. And annuities. <laughs> You're like, that's him! That's the one! <laughs> I have a feeling like we're doing yin and yang wrong somehow. <laughs> and I bought a bunch of distressed properties I'm gonna fix up and flip. I've never done it before in my life, but I'm gonna say, I spent all my, all my available money on it. And some other monies, too. 
I, I took oh, yeah. debts for I'm family totally members. <laughs> Quick Magister. Quick Magister, do what the spiders say. Don't worry, guys. I invested in Bitcoin after the price went up. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna buy a bunch of yen and then wait for it to drop and buy it back. I, got I went the back to school and got a gender studies degree. I went to school and got a bachelor's of arts and sciences. Gonna go to school and become a pro wrestler. I went to university in the United States of America. Hey! Too far. That's too far? Oh my god. I went to school in the United States of America. And so do I. <laughs> Many yep. people have gone to school in the United States of America. And that man was Albert Einstein. Wait. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. No. Magister, do what the spiders say. I became a door-to-door -door vacuum salesman. I had to pay to go to the seminar. And I bought all the product ahead of time. Magister, so it's just sitting in my living room. Magister, do what the spiders say. He takes out, like, from behind him. Alright, guys, so I have these miracle supplements that I want to sell to you. And he's like, he gives it to you? Okay, now that you've sold it, you're in my downstream, and I need you to start selling this stuff. I need you to start selling a lot quickly. Magister, do what the spiders say. I, I joined the religion of Prophet Elrond Hubbard. No, we can't. Oh, we can't. That's too far. They'll get us. I don't. I don't want to be dropped in a volcano. No, you just have to sign that bill. Give me your contract. Magister, do what the, the spiders tell you to do. I just invested in a video game Kickstarter. Oh, I just started a video game company in I, New Jersey. Not Patron. What's the other one? Uh, Indiegogo. I just started an Indiegogo. I'm waiting to start my campaign until more Exalted 3E supplements come out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too tough. Ma Magister, oh, Magister Quick. Do what the spiders tell you. I'm not going to play my character, the Magister Contimian, until the Contimian book comes out in about a year or two. Yes, a year or I'm two. going to wait until the book's released. I'm producing a movie with Kevin Smith. Magister, quick. And I'm hiring M. Light Shyamalan to write. Ah, uh, you got to it before I could. Well, but Split was good, guys. Okay. All of those were amazing. I'm proud of all of us. We should play cards oh, against dear. humanity sometime. Or or maybe, like, everyone is John. Magister oh, against man. humanity. Everyone is Magister? Everyone is Magister. <laughs> the everyone is Magister, the exalted third edition game in Godbound. Podcasted. I think you'll give a lot of people a headache. Alright, so... Uh, I'm Devin, and this, and we had here today. Gary, Sam, Max, and Zach. And this was sponsored by nobody. Signing off. I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a 
flame in your heart.